Welcome everyone to our YouTube live stream today. I'm pumped and ready. Hopefully you guys are as well. We're about to go onto the virtual streets of Amigal to share the good news of the gospel with whoever God allows us to. We are nothing. We're unworthy servants just telling people about some good news, the good news of Jesus, which is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. We have a, a great team here and they are excited as well. I think to go and share the good news. So we're going to get them all to say hello. So I'll start them off. It's a hello from Ryan. G'day from Glenn. Hello from Ruben. Hello from Isaac. Hi from Julia. Hi from Paul, who's in training, and hi from Cursor. Greetings in Christ from Harmony. Nice. What a great team we have. Smiling faces and their energy. It's good to see now. What are we doing today? Well, we're going to have Amigle Chats. We're going to have also a question time. So you can feel free to put your questions in or wait for that question time to put your questions in. Uh, we'll then do our Song of the Week and also Bible Trivia and a Kahoot game as well lined up for the end. Now, I'm excited because Julia is going to be streaming first. This is her first time streaming. And so if you guys could cheer her on, she's recently graduated from training, and so be encouraged with these chats that she's about to have. And so we're going to pass it to Julia, and if you could pray for us as well, that'd be awesome. Okay. Um, Father, I pray that we can share the gospel with people um, for your glory, and that everyone we speak to would be willing to hear the good news, and they may come to see that. They are nothing, and we need you and your son to take the punishment we deserve, and that they would all come to trust in you alone. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay. Woohoo, go Julia. <laughs> it's frozen. I don't know if you can. Um, yeah, let's see if. Uh, there we go. Yeah, I've got a question for you. Hey, I've got a question for you. Hey, hey, I've got a question. Hi. 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 You have a question? Yeah. And what do you think I, happens to us after we die? I think we go into heaven. Okay, yeah, same. And so what do you think you have to do to get there? Hey, I've got a question for you. I got an answer for you. Yeah, what do you think happens to us after we die? Oh, we won't. It's those type of people think life's in Sorry, I couldn't, I couldn't hear that. Can you say that again? Like we, I think life's a loop. Like we die and we relive the same life until we do this life right. Okay. Do you believe in a God? I believe in the universe. Yeah, in the universe. But would you agree that that universe would have to have a maker for it? I don't know. Actually, that's where shit gets tripped out. That's where I start to think weird. But I think it should then. And I think there is a God. Yeah. But it's not, it's not a person. So if there's a God, would you agree that he has to judge you based off of the way you've lived your life? 
Mm. Well, if there is a God, can would God even really be the type of God to judge? Well, yeah, because God is just, which means that he has to punish the guilty. Mm. So have you ever told a lie? Almost definitely. Yeah, same. Ever taken something that's not yours? Um, you think you can go to heaven? I think I will, but yeah. I'll show you how you can go there too in a second. But have you ever taken something that's not yours? Um, yes. Yeah, same. Um, ever used bad language, been disrespectful and angry? I live in the hood, boo. <laughs> yeah, so we would all be... Yeah, we've all done those things. So if God were to judge us, would we be innocent or guilty? Most definitely guilty. Right. And would we deserve a reward or a punishment? Punishment. What if our punishment is life on earth right now? Well, I would say there's things in our life that we still that are still good. Like you still get to eat good food and you have so many gifts. So this can't be the punishment. Um, that's true. That's true. That's true. Yeah. So would that punishment sound like heaven or hell? Most definitely have. Yeah. And what do you think you can do so that you can get rid of your hell punishment and go to heaven when you die? Oh, I don't know. I don't think there ain't shit I could do, like, to be honest. Like, I think I'm just done. So I'm going straight to hell after that. What if, but I believe in God. Yeah. What if somebody was willing to take 100% of your hell punishment for you? How much punishment would be left for you to take? Nothing. Right. I would let that so shit happen. If there's no hell punishment left for you to take, where can you go when you die? beyond the observable universe you would get to go if you have no more hell punishment you'd get to go to heaven right yes would you agree with that yeah and so the person who was willing to do that for you who was willing to take all your hell punishment was jesus so that's, that's true. why he died on the cross so if jesus takes 100 percent of your hell punishment there's no punishment left for you and where can you go if you die so that means we just go to heaven then because oh. jesus yeah, it's a free gift, and if you accept the gift, then you can go to heaven. So mm, I still wouldn't let Jesus do that for me. What was that? I wouldn't let Jesus do that for me. Well, right. he already he already died on the cross, and he's already offering to take your punishment. But I wouldn't let him. What was that? I wouldn't let him. Well, he already he already died. But that's true. He's offering, you, he's offering you the gift, and you just have to trust that he's done that for you. So basically, our lives are already like I said, already written in stone. Um, not really, no. Because Jesus already died for my sins. Yeah, and if you're willing to trust in Him, in this free gift that He's offered you, you can go to heaven. Yeah, He's a real nigga. That's a good person right there, Jesus. Yeah, and so if you're trusting that Jesus did that for you, where could you go when you die? Was definitely heaven. Right. And so what's the reason you go to heaven? Jesus. And then he did what? Leaf. Yeah. And Wait. Then, what did he do for you? What's the reason? Yeah, on the cross. Because he didn't want to put us to be sinful. Yeah. So him dying on the cross, he took the punishment we deserve. So what if you believe that Jesus died on the cross for your sins? And then tomorrow you sin five more times and then you die where could god send you mm -hmm. so you just gotta believe in jesus one time and you can't break that belief after because if you sin after then then you basically didn't die for your sins okay but if you sin after 
Remember who was willing to take the punishment for those sins? So you will do it again. So if you sin five more times, Jesus is willing to take the punishment for those sins. If you're trusting that he died on the cross for you, he, the punishment for those sins, he would have taken on the cross. So for me personally, I'm a natural sinner. Like everything I do, sin, 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 sin. Yeah. But does that make me a bad person? If we would all be bad people because we've all sinned against the Holy God. Like right now, I'm 17. I live by myself. My brother got arrested. So now I just have to pay the bills and I have to drop out of school. But everything I do to pay the bills is, is a lot of illegal stuff. Yeah. So, so that would make me a bad person. Yeah. And so since we're bad people and we deserve hell, when should we start trusting in Jesus is the only reason we're going to heaven? I feel like you should start trusting him once you had something happen to you in your life where you're like, damn, I need Jesus. But you know? do you know when you're going to die? Yeah. That's a mystery every day. Yeah, so it's a good idea to start trusting in him alone now because you don't know. Oh, I, believe, I trust in Jesus. I believe in Jesus, too. I got a cross. That's yeah. So are you trusting in him as the only reason you're going to heaven? Nah. I have a good heart. I'm a good person. I know I am. But we've sinned against an eternal God, an all-holy God. We're mm -hmm. not good people. I bought pizzas for the homeless. Yeah, those are know. good things to do. But does that take away the punishment we deserve for the bad things we've done? That's what I was going to ask you. <laughs> yeah, so it's like um, if you commit a crime Sorry, in society. Sorry, say that again? If I do something good, but I still live the same life I do, and that shit wouldn't mean shit what I do for the good. Yeah, so the the good things that you do don't get rid of the bad things you've done. It's like if you do a crime in society and then you go and do five things, um, would the judge let you go free for the, the crimes that you've committed? Yes. Would they? Let's say wait, you go, wait, wait, one more time also, sorry. Yeah, let's say you go and murder somebody. And yes. then you go give $100 to a homeless person. And then you tell the judge, yeah, I know I committed this crime, but I've done good things. Would the judge let you go free? Now, no, it's still a murder. Yeah, right. So in the same way, we've still sinned against God, even though we do these good things. So what can I do? Yeah, so what you would need is somebody who's willing to take all the punishment for your sins. Jesus? Remember who that, yeah, that was Jesus. So if Jesus dies for your past, present, and future sins, and then you sin five more times, and then you die, where can God send you? Still to heaven. And right, and why? To Jesus. Yeah, because Jesus died on the cross for your sins. That's a good answer. So what if you have a friend who says that he's going to heaven because he's a good person? Where would that person be going when they die? Yeah, I'm going to talk. I'm going to be like, boy, you ain't no good person, boy. You're a natural sin. You sin every day. You believe in Jesus? I'll tell him that. Sure. Yeah, since we're all bad people. It's harder. And who was that person trusting in to get them to heaven? Jesus, God, yourself? They were trusting in themselves, right? Yes. Yeah, so since they were trusting in themselves, they would have to take their own punishment to hell. Does that make sense? Yes, 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 yeah. yes. What if you have another friend who says, I think I'm going to heaven for two reasons. One, because Jesus died on the cross for my sins. And two, because I'm a good person. Where would that person be going? 
Mm. You would go to heaven. Okay. Because they believe in Jesus. They do believe in Jesus, but are they trusting only in him? Or are they also pointing to themselves? Themselves? Right. So where would they actually be going if they're not fully trusting in Jesus? Yeah, in between a rock and a hard place. They'd be going to hell, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, so we just go to hell regardless then? What was that? No. We all just go to hell regardless? We don't all go to hell. It's you have the, you're offered the free gift of heaven if you're willing to trust in Jesus alone. I feel like I'm just like just the life I live is not Jesus uh, Jesus above. Yeah, but who is willing to die for those bad things you've done in your life? That's true, but I don't know. Yeah, let me ask you this. Does doing good things play any part in getting you to heaven? No. Right, because what's the only reason you go there? The sins. But it's harder, it's easier to sin than it is just to do good things on earth. And what about... Um, asking for forgiveness. Do you have to ask for forgiveness to go to heaven? Mm. Right. And why? You don't, right? Yeah, you're right. You don't have to ask for forgiveness because it's only Jesus dying on the cross. He's already died for your sins. Yeah, right. And what about being baptized? Do you have to be baptized to go to heaven? Yes. Okay, and why is that yes? Why would you say yes to that? Because if everything you do in the point the Bible is so accurate, then have to do a good thing, right? Yeah, I have to baptize yourself to get into heaven. Okay. But was it our good things that get us into heaven? Or is it what Jesus did that gets us into heaven? What Jesus did. Yeah. So then I'll ask you the same question. Do we have to be baptized to go to heaven? Because that's something good we do. So it'd be like, Jesus already baptized ourselves for him? What was that? So like, Jesus already got... So we won't have to get baptized because Jesus got baptized. Well, we don't have to get baptized because Jesus take, took the punishment for our sins. So we don't have to do anything good to go to heaven. Oh, okay, okay. So, yeah, we don't. So if we don't have to do these good things to go to heaven, why should we do them? Just do it for the kindness of your heart. Yeah. And so the good things, I just do it just, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't have a reason to do it. I just do it. Okay. It'd be like this. If a fireman comes and saves you from a burning building, how would you feel towards the fireman? I feel grateful. Right. And so since Jesus has saved you from an eternal face of punishment, how do you feel towards Jesus? Mm, I feel grateful. But so at the same time. Right. So you'd want to do good things for him, right? Yeah. Because yeah. I'm not that good of a person, but if he died for my sins, bro, I have to respect him now. Yeah. And so, how sure can you be on a scale of zero to one hundred percent that you'll go to heaven when you die? One hundred and fifty. What was that? One hundred fifty. Yes. Yeah, that's good. And what's the reason? It's my boy, my man, Jesus. And what did he do for you? Died for my sin. Yeah. That's crazy. That's okay. damn. Yeah. So, what do you think you can do to learn more about God and heaven? <clears throat> Or go to church. Yeah, that's a good idea. Um, if you want to find a good church in your area, there's a link for that. I have a good church right here on like literally down the street. So. Yeah. Do you think they teach um, that we go to heaven by what we've done or what Jesus has done? 
Well, I don't know. I'm gonna have to actually go in there and get a first like first hand like. Yeah, you're gonna have to make sure that they're trusting only in what Jesus has done. Exactly, because if not, then yeah. Along with going to church, you can also read the Bible. Um, do you have a Bible with you? I have one in the living room. Yeah, that's good. If you want one online, um, you can just go to esv.org. It's a pretty good version. So you're religious? I'm just I'm a Christian. Yeah. Are you a Christian? My I think my family's Catholic. What's the difference? Okay, so Catholics will believe that you have to do certain things to go to heaven. Um, mm. Baptism, confession. Everything that we just like. Everything against what you just told me right now, right? Yeah, because the Bible says it's a free gift. So if they're trusting in that, sadly, where would they be ending up when they die? Not sure. Yeah, so I shouldn't be counted, man. Yeah, right. Yeah. So what do you think you can do to help them not end up in hell? <coughs> just believe in Jesus. Yeah, you can tell them that it's only through what Jesus has done. But I don't know if it's a Catholic church or a Christian church. I'm going to actually go check it out. Yeah, because it's good to go to um, a Christian church where you can have fellowship with other believers who trust in Christ alone. Yeah. Do you believe in aliens? Um, that's not really relevant, but no. Do you think do you believe in space? Like, all that shit is real up there? Like, space? Like, mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a big universe that God's created. But you really think it's like, how you say it? Like, I don't know. I'll be tripping sometimes. I'll be thinking that space is fake. Oh, okay. So I read another question for you, though. What if what if God were to ask you, why should I not send you to hell for all the sins you've committed? Oh. Okay. Father, I pray for that guy that he would come to trust in you alone um, if he wasn't already. And that he would find a good church to go to and would read about you in your word. Um, help me with this next chat. Um, in Jesus' name, amen. Hey, I've got a question for you. Smash. Yeah, what do you think happens to us after we die? Our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, comes and saves us from the earth. <coughs> okay. Yeah. As I was saying, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, comes and saves us from the sins of this God-awful earth. And what do you think? Yeah, I would agree. I would agree that um, heaven and hell. Okay. So you're religious, I guess. Yeah, I'm a Christian. Yeah. Can we get married so I can make sweet, sweet love to you um, under the stars? Like, I don't think. Uh, no. Um. So why would you guys think that you're going to heaven then? I mean, actually, 
we are both attracted to each other, so you know. Okay. Well, so have you ever told a lie? <laughs> I ain't gonna cut it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. You ever told a lie? What'd you say? Have you ever told a lie? I mean, no. The only sin I want to commit is making love to you okay. before marriage. So, if we've sinned against God, would we be innocent or guilty in His eyes? I just want to give you a kiss, though, sweet lips. So I mean, it's true. Guys, be serious. This is an important conversation. That's not a I've dedicated my life to our Lord and Savior, so I, I take this very serious, man. Don't worry. Okay. So if we're guilty, would we deserve a place, a reward, or a punishment? Punishment. And would that sound like a place in heaven or Punishment heaven? for sins that we've done. It's not a our... sin for us to kiss. It's not a sin. Would, so would that be a place in heaven or hell? <laughs> no, don't don't skip. Don't skip. I'm I'm very serious. I'm a firm believer, but I also believe a firm in believer true. in that ass. <laughs> I believe in true love, really. So. Okay, would you but, agree that you deserve hell, though? Me? What? Yeah. No. What? Was that a no? I, <clears throat> I obviously don't deserve hell, though. <coughs> but since we've done all these bad things against God. Not me. If I, if I have um, intercourse before marriage, is that? Yeah, that's, oh, no, that's oh, no, almost back. Hello? You're kind of breaking up. Ah, oh, crap. If I masturbate every day, is that a sin? Yeah. <laughs> it sense. is. Is that really a sin? Yeah. Nah. Are you guys yeah, going nah. to have a, a serious chat? You're screwed. <laughs> you guys willing to have a serious chat? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, would you agree that you would deserve for how old are you hell? I mean, it's a real question. How old are you? Wait, what? You trying to skip me or something? <laughs> okay. Well, I don't think you guys are willing to have a serious chat. No, 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 no. I just want to know how old you are. Friends, not... <clears throat> no, it's okay. We're, we're, we're I'll serious, send you. You're gonna be serious? Okay. We're serious. Would you agree that you deserve a place in hell? But I'm going to heaven. I've never seen in my life. I've said I'm going to hell. You're going to hell. Yeah. So what do you think you can do to escape that hell punishment? Repent. Okay. What do you mean by repent? You need to apologize or whatnot. You need to you need to join the church of Latter day Saints. Have for forgiveness for your sin. Okay. What's to do? But does that take away the punishment you would deserve for your sins? It won't. It won't take it away, but it'll lessen it. Okay. A great man once said, "Wash us in the blood." That man was Travis Scott. I think he is a great visionary. So, if that stuff doesn't take away all the punishment we deserve, what we really need is somebody who's willing to take away all the punishment. You know, you're very well spoken. What's your and name? If, what was that? What's my name? Yeah. Yeah, I'm Julia. Yeah. Julia. What about you guys? You're... Oh, this is my mind, man, James. Yeah. And I'm... I like to be called James, actually. James, yeah. Okay. So if, what if somebody was willing to take all your hell punishment for you? How much punishment would be left for you to take? <laughs> I'd give it to him so like I start back over and I can sin even more. Nah, that's is, is that how it works? No. So what you need is somebody who's willing to take all your punishment 
And if they do that for you, how much is left for you? You know, all space. I swear to God, I'm not. Okay. And, how um, much send you guys these links um, and maybe message the Instagram. It's really important. Okay. Well done, Julie. Doing well. Doing well. Very patient there. Very patient. Yeah. We, if someone, if someone, yeah, if someone's being silly and they just, you give them like one chance, and they're just continuing, just say, hey, here's the link. Check this social media out, and just go to the next person. Don't be afraid to do that, um, because if they're, if you give them one chance, but they're still just doing it, they're going to probably keep on doing it for the rest of the chat. And there's other people out there who will take it a bit more serious. Okay. But yeah, you're doing well, Julie. Keep it up. Keep going. I've got a question for you. Okay. What do you think happens to us after we die? I become a fucking shit bug. Okay. Are you willing to have a serious chat? No. Oh, all right. Check out those. <laughs> hey, I've got a question for you. Okay. Go for it. What is it? What do you think happens to us after we die? Jeez, that's a deep question. Um, we get brought back as an animal that we like. Okay. Do you believe in a god? Yeah, 100%. And so, since god exists, it matters how we live our life, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, would you think you're a good person? Probably. Probably. I think so, yeah. Okay. Have you ever told a lie? Um, yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, I know. Me too. Ever taken something that's not yours? No. no? I've never stolen. Okay. Even if it's something small, like from a friend or something? No, actually. Genuinely, I actually oh, have good. never done that. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I've ever been angry, disrespected somebody, stuff like that? I've been angry, but I don't think I've disrespected anybody. Okay. If these are some of the things that God judges us off of, would we be innocent or guilty? Probably guilty. Yeah, definitely guilty. So would that sound like a place in heaven or hell? Sorry? Or, um, because we're guilty, would we deserve a reward or a punishment? Probably reward, to be honest. Okay. Let's say if you're... If you commit a crime in society and you go to the judge, mm -hmm. would the judge um, give you tickets to Disney World? Um, or would you be punished for this, the crimes you've committed? Uh, depends where I'm from, to be honest, how bad the crime well, is. A just judge would have to punish for crimes, right? Fair enough, yeah. Yeah, so in the same way, God has to punish us since we're guilty. Yeah. So would that be a place in heaven or hell? Probably hell, then. Yeah, definitely hell. And what do you think we can do to avoid our hell punishment and go to heaven? 
Um, I don't know. What should we do? Okay. What we need is somebody who's willing to take all our hell punishment for us. And if somebody does that, how much is left for us to take? Well, none if they take all of it. Right. So if all our hell punishment is gone, then where can we go when we die? Heaven. Right. And the person who was willing to do that for you was Jesus. And that's why he died on the cross. So he's willing to take all your hell punishment. So there's none left for you. And if he does that, where can you go when you die? Heaven. Right. So what's the reason you can go to heaven? Because of Jesus. Yeah. And he did what? Died on the cross. Yeah. Good answer. So um, what did, where does somebody go if they don't trust in Jesus to get them into heaven? Church. Well, if like after they die, if they're not trusting in Jesus. Oh. So now where do they go? They would go to hell because they would have to take their own punishment. Because Jesus... Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, since you don't want to go to hell, when should you start trusting in Jesus alone as the reason? Oh, I did it. I think I did it a long time ago. Okay. Um, are you trusting him alone, or do good things play a part in going to heaven? Uh, oh, they're both. Okay. So, if you... So you would say that good things get us into heaven then? Yeah. So are you trusting only in Jesus or are you also trusting in yourself? Um, bit of both, no. Yeah, so if you're trusting in yourself, God is going to have to judge you on yourself. And since you've sinned against him, he would see you as guilty and he would have to send you to hell. Okay. Yeah, so since you don't want to go there, when should you start trusting him? Christ alone is the reason you're going to heaven. How old are you? I'm um, twice half my age. That's a good answer. Yep. So what is that? What is that? What is that? What is that? What do you mean? How old? What? What? What's half your age? Uh, I don't know. I guess we'll never know. Um, but. Yeah, so if a person who doesn't trust in Jesus alone goes to hell, you should start trusting in Jesus alone as soon as you can, right? Because you don't know when you're going to die. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So what if a friend of yours says um, that they're going to heaven for two reasons? One, because they're a good person, and two, because they believe that Jesus died on the cross for them. Where would they be ending up? Hell. Yeah, hell, and why? Because they trusted in themselves. Right. What if, yeah, that's good. Because they're not trusting in Jesus alone. Yeah. So, do you have to do any good things to go to heaven? No. Right. What about um, asking for forgiveness? Do you have to do that to go to heaven? Yes. Okay. No, you don't. You or, don't? I don't know. Okay. Yeah, that's okay. So, what is the reason you don't have to go to hell anymore? Because I trusted in Jesus. Because Jesus did what? Died on the cross. He died on the cross. So, is it Jesus dying on the cross that gets you into heaven, or is it you asking for forgiveness that gets you into heaven? Jesus on the cross. Yeah. So, you're asking for forgiveness doesn't take away the punishment you deserve. It's only Jesus dying on the cross. Does that make sense? That makes sense. Yeah. So, what about being baptized? Do you have to be baptized to go to heaven? No. Right, because 
It's only what Jesus did on the cross. Yeah. Exactly. So, out of a hundred percent, out of zero to a hundred percent, how sure can you be that she'll go to heaven? A hundred percent. Right, and why? Because I believe Jesus died on the cross. Yeah. Is it because you believe, or is it just because of what Jesus did? It's because of what he did. Right. Yeah. Believing is just the way we accept the gift. So don't point to yourself and say, because I. So, yeah. Okay. And then, um, what if God were to ask you, why should I not send you to hell for all the sins you've done? What would you say to him? I believe in Jesus, so. Okay. But is it because you believe, or just because Jesus died on the cross? It's just because Jesus died on the cross. So how would you rephrase that to not point to yourself at all? Because Jesus died on the cross to yeah. save us. Good answer. So, um, if we don't do good things to go to heaven, why should we do them? Because you have to love your neighbor as yourself. Yeah, that's yeah something Jesus told us to do. And it'd be like this. If a fireman saves you from a burning building, how would you feel towards the fireman? Thankful. Right. And so, since Jesus has saved you from an eternal hell, how do you feel towards Jesus? Father, I pray for that guy that he would um, come to see that salvation is entirely through what you've accomplished for us and nothing of his own works. And yeah, that he would understand that he deserves help and that he can go to heaven because of what Jesus has done for us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hey, I've got a question for you. What do you think happens to us after we die? Um, I feel like there is, like, I don't think it's called heaven, but I think there's, like, a place where good and bad people go. Okay. You know the good, like, do you know the, the place, Good Place? Like, this um, movie, Good Place? No, I don't. Sorry. <laughs> well, I kind of see it like that. Okay. But I don't know. Do you believe in a God? Yeah. Yeah, same. So, since we believe in God, he would have to judge us based on the way we've lived. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, do you think you're a good person? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Have you ever told a lie? Yes. Same. Ever taken something that's not yours? Yep. Yeah. Same. Ever used bad language, been disrespectful or angry? Yeah, I know I have too. So, because we've done these things... Um, if God were to look at our life, would we be innocent or guilty? Um, depends on if you go to confession or not. Okay. 
But does doing good things like confession get rid of the punishment that we deserve? No. Right. So we would deserve a punishment for our sins, right? Hey, I've got a question for you. Hey, I've got a question for you. Huh? What do you think happens to us after we die? You could, I don't know. Okay. What do you think happens? I think um, that God judges us based off of the life we've lived and we either go to heaven or hell. That's good. Yeah. So do you guys believe in God? Period. Yeah, I do. Look at it. Look at it. Yeah. 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 So where do you, do you think you'll go to heaven when you die? Um, I think so. I hope so. Okay. And why do you think God would let you into heaven? Because I'm respectful and... Yeah, I've got a question for you. Huh? I've got a question. Um, what do you think happens to us after we die? That's a good question. I always thought about that. Yeah. I don't know. Some people say animals. Some people say, I mean, you see Jesus, obviously you turn into an angel. Uh, me personally, I'm stuck on those two things. But I'm more stuck on going to heaven. Hopefully okay. I will. Yeah. I'm afraid of the Lord that I can. So you believe, in, you believe in God? Yeah, but I'm not like, I don't, I don't go to church or whatever. Okay. I mean, I believe in him. Yeah. So since God is real, he would have to judge us based on the way we've lived our life. Mm-hmm. So do you think you'd be a good person? In the afterlife? Like now, do you think you're a good person? got me thinking over here damn yeah so for example have you ever told a lie yeah same ever use bad language same been disrespectful angry maybe taken something that's not yours yeah i know i've done all those things so if god were to judge us would we be innocent or guilty i'd be guilty yes and would we deserve a reward or a punishment for that what would be our punishment for that? Or would we deserve a reward or a punishment? Punishment, definitely. Yeah, and does that sound like a place in heaven or hell? Because, I mean, I'm not trying to go to hell. I'm not trying, like, I'm not trying to do that. But like, like, I was thinking about this though. See, if I go back and return things I took or whatnot, it'll be different, you know. But it doesn't take away the fact that you've still done bad things. Yeah, right. Like fixing them doesn't really. Right. Yeah, it doesn't really. I mean, it doesn't really take away. Yeah. But again, at the same time, you're showing that you actually do care and you do want to. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's good to turn the things that we think and stuff like that. But it doesn't. you? Yeah, it doesn't take away the punishment we deserve for the world. See, like this. Yeah. This so, is a. Yeah. So, would we deserve a place in heaven or hell then? Heaven. But for all these bad things we've done against the then Holy obviously, Holy. I'm okay. I mean, obviously, hell, but I want to say heaven. Okay. Well, we want to go to heaven, but we would deserve 
of punishment, and I would be in hell. Would you agree? Father, I pray for that guy that he would understand that he's in danger of going to hell and we need to save him if that is your will. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, I've got a question for you. What's the question? What do you think happens to us after we die? We, we fucking rot in the fucking sh- ground. I think we, uh, <laughs> we you fucking, scared her away. You rot, I mean, you rot in the ground and nobody's gonna care. I think you go to, I think you, um, turn into something else. Okay. Like, like that one dog movie. Okay. Where the human, where the dog turns into another dog. And like, yeah. Yeah, I don't think I've seen that movie. But would you believe in God? No. Uh, yeah. It's like, it's like, mm, mm. <laughs> so, there's like too many, too many like religions to pick one because like, where would all the other religions go? Do they just automatically go to hell after, like, going by their religion their whole life? Well, yeah, it depends. And I'll, I'll tell you. I don't, yeah. So, would you agree that um, my house has a builder? No. No? Okay. Hey, I've got a question for you. Hey, I've got a question. Hey, I've got a question for you. Okay. What do you think happens to us after we die? Nothing. Nothing? I have theory, actually. When we die, it ends like a game, and there's like all the creators' names and everyone's lives and details. That'd be cool. That's interesting. Hey. Hey, I've got a question for you. Are you a Pisces? Am I what? Are you a Pisces? I do not know what that means. You're a Zodiac sign. Oh, I have no clue. I don't I've got a question for you. No, wait. Which month were you born in? I don't know. I've got a question for you. Can I ask you a question? What is it? What do you think happens to us after we die? Um, um, It's either we go to heaven or hell. Yeah, I would agree. And which one do you think you'll go to? I I will probably leave that between me and my creator okay so would you think that you're a good person no i'm not a good person yeah i i would agree same with me so for example have you ever told a lie so are you like are you going to hell well i know i'm not going to hell but are you going to heaven yeah and i'll tell you why in just a second so, since we've lied and we've done a bunch of bad things, would we deserve a reward or a punishment? We deserve a punishment. Right, and does that sound like a place in heaven or hell? It sounds like hell. Right, and so I don't want you to go there. And what do you think we can do to escape our hell punishment? Got to repent. Okay, what do you mean by repent? I mean, there's many ways. 
such as praying, okay. such as asking for forgiveness. Okay, those are good things to do. But do good things remove the punishment we deserve for the bad things we've done? Yes, it does. Does it? Okay. So imagine in society, if you commit a crime, and you tell the judge, mm -hmm. yeah, I know I I committed that crime, but I've also done good things. Would the judge mm -hmm. let you go? Or would you still be guilty for the things you've done? Well, that depends on the judge. Yeah, what if it was a just judge? If the judge was... Judge. Then the judge would probably wouldn't let you go. Right, and so God is a just judge, so he isn't going to let sinners go unpunished. Does that make sense? Right. It does make sense, but yeah. we can't we can't underestimate the power of God, though. Right. Between yeah. between this world and our Creator. So, if we're guilty, would we deserve reward or a punishment? Um, a punishment. Yeah, and does that sound like a place in heaven or hell? It sounds like hell. Yeah. And so what we need is somebody who's willing to take 100% of our punishment for us. And if somebody does that for us, how much punishment is left for us to take? How much punishment is... We've got to take all of it. Yeah, well, if somebody's already taken all of it. Then that means we don't take any punishment. Right, there'd be none left for us. So if there's no punishment left for us, where can we go when we die? We go to either heaven or hell. Yeah, so, but if there's, if there's no punishment, then it would... If there's no punishment... It would be a place with no punishment, which would be heaven. Does that make sense? Well, that is, that's the punishment in this world. We don't know about the punishment in the hereafter. Well, I'm talking about... Because there's, there's a difference between this world and the life after death. Yeah, I agree. But life after death is just um, either over. Because after we die, there's no nobody going to take anything for us. It's just us. Yeah, and so what we it's need is one, somebody, um, before we die, who's willing to take 100% of our health punishment for us. And if somebody does that, well, that's, would you agree you get to go to heaven when you die? I wouldn't agree. Yeah, and so the person who was willing to do that for you was Jesus. So that's why he died on the cross. So he took all your health punishment. So there's no punishment left for you to take if you're trusting in him. And then where could you go when you die? going to heaven right and what's the reason you go to heaven because because of jesus yeah and then he did what and then what and what did he do to save you he he got all of our punishments yeah he died on the cross taking all our punishment yeah good answer so what if somebody is not trusting in jesus to get them to heaven where would they end up? Um, or if somebody is not trusting in Jesus. Well, that is up to that person, if that person believes in Jesus or not. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But if they end up 
not trusting in him, who would have to take their punishment? Would it be them or would it be Jesus? It would be them. Yeah, because they're not accepting Jesus taking their punishment for them. So if they would be them, they'd have to take their own punishment. And where would that be? That would be hell. Right. So a person who isn't trusting in Jesus would go to hell. Do you agree with that? Um, no, I don't agree with that. Okay, what do you not agree with that? Because there's, there's many ways, even if it's Christianity, um, there's, there's something where God will test you. And if you really follow whatever it says in that religion, there's a possibility you'll end up in heaven. Okay. But even in all the other religions, what they're missing is mm-hmm. somebody who's willing to die for our sins and who's willing to take the punishment for us. So in all the other religions, the people have to take their punishment themselves. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So then if somebody is not trusting in Jesus to take their punishment. They would have to take the punishment for themselves, right? Mm-hmm. And they would end up in hell. Mm-hmm. And since you don't want to go there, when is a good time to start trusting in Jesus alone as the reason you're going to heaven? Um, What'd you say? I would, I would, I would focus on I would focus on God alone. Yeah. And would you say that now is the good time to start trusting in Jesus alone? Now is the time to just be bad. Well, yeah, but if you're a bad person, then God would have to punish you for those sins. Mm -hmm. If you're not trusting in Jesus to take the punishment for them. So, do you think you should trust in Jesus to take away your sins? I should trust in God. Yeah. That's enough. I don't... Because Jesus is not our creator. Yeah. Our creator is one God alone. So... And we must obey the... We must obey our creator. Yeah, I agree that it's good to obey God in that, but since we failed to do that already, we would deserve a punishment, and the person who was willing to take the punishment for us was Jesus. But there's not a failure yet, I would say. There's not what? There's not a failure yet, I would say. So there's still... But would you agree that we've all we've all committed sins against an eternal God? And so what am I Everyone has. Everyone has. Yeah, and so we would all be guilty. And, the, and we also have to seek repentance from God himself. Yeah, and what do you mean by repent? What do I mean? There's plenty of ways, such as 
Um, like I said, asking for yeah. forgiveness. Yeah, I remember. I think I'm I asked. Also praying. Yeah. So what? What I said was that those good things don't get rid of the bad things you've already done. It doesn't get rid of the bad things. Right. So well, then you would still how, have to take how, how do you, for how, those bad how things. How do you know that it doesn't get rid of the bad things? Okay. Because if you, you do a crime in society, and then you do five good things, where would the judge have to send you? Or where would the, the crime? <laughs> but the crime is the punishment in this world, not in the life hereafter. Yeah, but this concept of um, justice in society kind of mirrors... Um, God in his justice. Does that make sense? Okay. Yeah. So if you do bad things in your country, mm-hmm. you would mm-hmm. have to be punished for those bad things, right? Even if you do good That's right. And once you are punished, you just keep repenting, whether you're accepted or not. But the punishment is eternal. Accepted. The punishment against an eternal God is eternal. And doing this punishment good in this world. Sorry, I didn't hear punish- the last thing you said. The punishment to death. What was that? So the punishment in this world is the punishment in this world. Okay. And the punishment after death is the punishment after death. Yeah, I would agree. But the punishment that we get in this world kind of mirrors the punishment that we would receive in the next, in in the sense that you would be punished for the crimes that you do in society. Mm-hmm. And you would also be punished for the sins that you commit against God. And mm-hmm. no good things you can do in this world, in this life, mm-hmm. get rid of the punishment if you've broken the law. And in the same mm-hmm. way, no good things we can do can get rid of the sins that we've committed against God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so what we need is somebody who's willing to take our punishment for us. And then if somebody takes all our punishment for us, how much punishment is left for us to take? How much left for us? There's there's no punishment. Right, if somebody's taking it all. So if there's no one... Well, how do you know if someone's taking it? I'll tell you in just a second. So if somebody's taking it all, where can we go when we die? to heaven right so if somebody takes all our punishment there's no punishment left for us we get to go to heaven when we die would you agree with that um i wouldn't agree with that you wouldn't okay what do you not agree with that because there's no one that is going to take our punishment so it's there just actually, us alone there was somebody what did god do there, there isn't nobody us there's not going to be was or anybody because i know that there's nobody and it's okay. just between us but and the creator there was some, so he took all your punishment for you and if there's no punishment left for you where do you get to go when you die go to heaven yeah so what's the reason you can go to heaven if jesus has taken all your punishment Jesus is not going to take our punishment. Well, that's why he died on the cross. So on the cross, God punished him rather than us. 
that's according to that's probably according to Christianity then. Yeah. But do you see any flaw in that besides it's not what you believe? Mm -hmm. Do you see any problem with somebody else taking her? I don't. You don't? Yeah. Um, no. So if Jesus takes your punishment on the cross for you, where can you go when you die? Um, go to heaven. Right. And so what's the reason you go to heaven? There's no re there's no reason because there's no one that took my punishment. Well, there is. I just told you that his name was Jesus and he died on the cross and that's how you can you you could have no more punishment left for you if Jesus takes it on the cross. We haven't even existed by then. When you say that again. That time, we weren't even existed. Yeah, but. Remember, God. So the day we were created until now, it's all between us and our God. But if it's if it's all on us, do you think we could ever get to heaven by ourselves? Yes, I think so. But how can you get rid of the punishment that you deserve by yourself? You've got to repent because God is all knowing, all yeah, seeing. Yeah, but all remember, hearing. we already talked about how good things don't take away the bad things we've done. Um, I'm not so sure about that one. Okay. Can you give me an example of when good things that we do get rid of the bad things we've done? Such as praying. That's already good. Yeah. Such as thinking or having remembrance of our God. That's already good. Yeah, those are good things to do. But just and also by loving the animals could also be a good thing. Feeding the animals could also be a good thing. Because that is all going to be a witness on the day of judgment. <laughs> and the... But yeah, but I'm still not a good person. So am I going to hell? Well, you would deserve hell because you're a bad person, and if you're not trusting in somebody else who's willing to take the punishment for you, you would have to end up in hell for your sins. Well, well I, I hope we don't end up in hell then, but, but yeah, I, I guess I'll, I'll meet you in heaven then. Well, you're only going to see me in heaven if you don't have to take the punishment yourself, and so if you're trusting in somebody else to take it for you. I'm not going to trust in anyone taking the punishment for me. And why is that? Because I'm just going to trust in God. But by saying that, you're actually trusting in yourself. You think that you can no, do good things to get you there's, to there's, there's, there's many ways of, of doing good deeds, which would probably remove all of the... But just like we we've talked about this in society, if you've committed a crime, then you but it's not society. would still be guilty of the crime. Right? So the crime, if you were to do something and guilty and all that thing, that would not be 
brought into life after death that would just be in this world. Yeah. So, so once you're still in this world, and once you have repented, which you don't know, which you do not know if you are fully, fully um, forgiven or not. Okay. That is that is God alone who God, decides. God has established um, authorities no, we don't. who show what justice is. And so if you commit a crime and then you do good things, a just judge would punish you. So God has yeah. shown us that that is, that is just. He's given us that. And mm-hmm. so we know that if you sin against God and then you pray and you do all these good things, you still deserve the punishment for the sins you've committed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's either you taking the punishment for your sins or somebody else takes it for you. And God has offered you um, Jesus dying on the cross to take the punishment that you deserve. And all you have to do is accept that by faith. And are you willing to do that? I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that because I. I already have. I already know that God is. It's between me and God alone. Yeah, and if it's up to and you, I, and, and I wouldn't have to think of anything else. If it's up to you, you cannot get yourself into heaven because you can't take away the bad things that you've done. Um, that is you not and all the good things anyone, you do. You can't. That's not anyone who can um, can be told by anyone actually, because God is the greatest. You know, God is yeah beyond our imagination. I agree, and since He is, we can we can be forgiven by now. We can be forgiven tomorrow. Yeah, you can, can be forgiven a year after. That's true, but God's not going to let your sins go unpunished. You um, either have to take the punishment, or somebody else has to take it for you. God can let um, take away your sins unpunished. If, if you commit a crime, and then mm-hmm. you ask the judge, just forgive mm-hmm. me, would the judge let you go for But a judge... A judge and God is not the same. But God is a just judge. And so a just but judge God in society is, would not let you not go compare anyone to God. Because God is... Um, God also created the, the just... Yeah. The judge. Yeah. But God is infinitely more just than a judge in this world. And so if we know that a just judge in this world would punish a criminal for their crimes, then we can know mm-hmm. all the more that God will punish sinners for their sins. Mm-hmm. And so he's not going to let your sin go unpunished. So again, I'll say well, either... Well, how, how do you know that he's not going to let our... Because he's just. But you don't know who's God. What was that? Do you, do you believe in God? Do I believe in God? Yeah. Do you know where God is right now? Well, God is omnipresent. He's everywhere. And there you have it. So even if you were in a bad, if, even if you were being 
bad or something. And let's say, after this you repent, it's not like your sins will go away straight away. Right. But at least you have that percentage in you which might be forgiven by God. And you that's all you've got to hope for. And once, if you hope for it, if you if you really repent and you leave all of the bad things behind, there's a possibility God will forgive you. Okay. So there's a possibility. So there's three things you said there. So mm-hmm. repentance. So I mean, I mean, at least you have you have that you have that faith towards God. Yeah. And that is that is all what God needs. Well, to to give you to get to to give you what you actually want in the hereafter. I'm not sure I'm understanding exactly what you're saying. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, but yeah, I, I would just, I would just believe in God alone, and also the prophets and the angels. And the day of, the day of judgment. Yeah. Where we will all be gone. If God were to judge you based on the way you've lived your life, if you're not Mm -hmm. trusting in Jesus to take your punishment, you would have to take it yourself. So if God were to judge you, where would you end up? No, but, um, end up in, in heaven. End up in hell. Yeah. Because you'd have to take your punishment yourself. But 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 Jesus won't take our punishment. What was that? Jesus won't take our punishment. He offered to. That's why he died on the cross. But our punishment should just be dealt alone with with God, and that is. That is already enough. Yeah. But it's God's not just gonna let you go free because you've committed all these sins against him. And I think that is why that is why you have to repent. Yeah, but we've already talked about doing good things isn't get rid of the bad things. I think the reason you're not wanting to trust in Jesus is because that's just not what you've believed your whole life. What I believe in my life is that there's only one God. And you want to hold to that rather than what you know. There's there's only one God. Say that again. There's only one God. Yeah, I agree with you. And the prophet is the messenger of, of God. Yeah. And I, which I is why, we, which is why we have to follow the messenger according to the messenger. Okay. And then we follow whatever he has, um, he has left for us in this world. Do. And then we will be. We will be. Yeah, we'll be we will be led to the right path, but that's the thing inside me. I'm I'm not going towards the the 
Do you think you can perfectly do that? Do you think you can perfectly follow the rules of the creator? Don't do that. Right, and you've even admitted you can't do it. Somebody else who lived Because we are not perfect. But do you know who was? All I can do is probably, is probably repent and ask and seek for forgiveness, whether I would be forgiven or not. That is, that is, I'm going to leave that to God alone. Well, what you're doing is you're trusting in yourself. You're actually not trusting in God. No, I'm trusting, I'm trusting in God. But you're trusting if I'm in accept, you asking if, I, if, if I'm accepted for my repentance, then I would, um, I would be in heaven. No, if I'm not accepted, then I would be punished and then enter heaven okay but wouldn't you agree that since we've committed these sins against an eternal god we would deserve an eternal punishment yeah yeah and so there's no escaping hell once you're in it there's no escaping hell yeah um, there is. And how so? If, if... When, when you have been forgiven. Okay. But how are you, how are you... That is why... Sorry? How are you forgiven? Because God just can't mm. overlook your sins. He has to punish your sins. How yeah. are we forgiven? We will just have to wait till we die. Yeah, and if you wait till you die... See. Mm-hmm. God is going to judge you on how mm-hmm. you've lived your life. And he's going to see that you've mm-hmm. lied, you've stolen, you've used bad language. And he's going to have to judge you on how you've lived, which would be hell. You would deserve hell. An eternal God, an eternal hell against an eternal God. Mm-hmm. Unless somebody else takes your punishment for you. And the person who was willing to do that for you was Jesus. And I think but you're there's no one that's willing that. to take our punishment. Jesus. No. Why are you saying no? God, because God didn't create us and then we can live in this world and then just Jesus take our punishment just like that. Well, throughout all the millions of billions of people in this world, we are having to be dealt with God alone. Yeah. But. And whether we do good or bad things there's always a way to repent whether that way is accepted or not we would just have to accept it but right now there's plenty of days plenty of times to actually seek for forgiveness no you don't you don't know when you're gonna die and that's right if you die you would have to take your punishment yourself because well, we don't know as well about that because we don't know about the previous previous things that we've done, whether we have been accepted or not. Okay, but if you remember when I said earlier that if somebody was willing to take all your punishment, how much punishment would be left for you? There wouldn't be no punishment. Right, and so what do you not... If Jesus takes all your punishment, how much punishment is left for you? 
There's no punishment. So then you can go to heaven because Jesus has died on the cross for you. And I think the reason you're not wanting to accept that is just because um, you have not, like, believed that your life, in your life. Um, but Jesus you, is not going to take our punishment. And why, why do you believe that? Do you have any reason, any evidence to believe that he's not going to take your punishment? Do I have any evidence? Because... All of us have been created by God, and we have been brought into this world for a test to obey the commandments of God. And since we haven't done that, we have to be punished by God. We don't know if we have done that or we haven't. Well, you know if which is why you know you've every, things that every are religion has their own things to do. To always, um, yeah, you um, know, I think you know that you're a bad person deserving hell, and you're not willing to accept the solution because it's different than what you've grown up with. And there's no reason you're not wanting. There's no reason that you're denying that Jesus has died for you, except that you just haven't believed it. Because you even said that if somebody takes all your punishment, there'd be none left for you and you could go to heaven. And the person willing to do that for you was Jesus. And he died on the cross. God punished him rather than you. And I don't know why you're not wanting to accept that. It's a free gift. Because, because, because I would say, I would say Jesus didn't die on the cross. Okay. Do you have any evidence for that? Um, through the through the book of God. Okay, well, actually, the book of God, which would be the Bible, actually, says the exact opposite. And you have many that's, historical... But you follow the it Bible. Is, it is an undeniable historical fact that Jesus died on the cross. If you look at any historian's writings, they will agree that Jesus died on the cross. It wasn't until... While well, that's according to the Bible. Sorry, what was that? That's according to the Bible. Okay. Is there any reason not to agree with what the Bible says? Yeah. Well, if it's for me. Um, um, it's according to the book. Um, or to the Quran. Okay. Mm-hmm. But there's like many there's many more inside there that which was which was nothing s said about the cross so which is why i believe that um, but you're um you're thinking that the quran is true when there's many contradictions mm -hmm. within the quran and you don't have any reason to deny the um, people who saw what Jesus did, you have no reason. Yeah, that, the historical. That is, that is why there's there is. Okay, I'll let Julia finish off that and do questions. So you can just mute the tab. Awesome, cool. Well, 
good to have you guys here. Julia's doing so well. But I don't just didn't, I don't want to interrupt the conversation. I'll let her keep on going with that. But what we are going to do is we're going to get into questions now. And then we want to get the segment and the trivia started too. So welcome everyone who's here. Um, Julia's done so good. This is her first time having chats on stream for you guys. So hopefully you guys have been enjoying that. And she's getting really well with it. Doing really, really good. Now, welcome Daniel. And also we got Sky, Nicholas. We got Matthew. Noah, I love Blue Christian Man, who, yes, I have got a red shirt on today. <laughs> Steve's there. How you doing, Steve? Learning the new song this week. Hopefully you're doing well with that. We've got you, uh, Hagos, Asher, and a bunch of others in the chat. Good to have you guys. Hopefully you are feeling encouraged today. we got Mia, Nair, Osula, Olusola, and Italian Gamer, and Kika. All right, let's get these questions started while we're at it. Now, we got to find out, though, the key question of who got the throne. The throne is who got the first question in for the day. Let's have a quick look. It's Brody. Brody, are you, you were close yesterday getting the throne. I think Venus got in just before you. But today, you've got the throne, Brody. So well done. That, that crown looks pretty good on your head. His question is this. What are your thoughts on celebrating Halloween? Okay, my thoughts are that it's not inherently sinful for someone to dress up as something wholesome and knock on people's doors to get candy. That's not inherently sinful. But I would say we as Christians shouldn't celebrate the evil parts of Halloween. We shouldn't be like celebrating death, witchcraft, demonic things, anything related to that. Um, and, but at the same time, we don't shun that day. In fact, use it as a day to share the gospel. Because if people are coming to your door asking for candy, what a great opportunity it is to give them candy and a gospel tract, a gospel message on a piece of paper. Brilliant. Say, so, hey, yeah, have this and this. And that will be a way of using the day to share Christ with the world. This one from Colso. Is one saved always saved true? What about where it says in the Bible that people will abandon the faith? Yes, there will be people who give up on the faith. That is, they stop professing to be Christians anymore. But that doesn't mean they were truly saved to begin with. They were faking it. The very fact that they gave up is evidence of that. The Bible speaks about it in Hebrews 3, verse 14. It says, We have come to share in Christ, if indeed we hold our original confidence firm to the end. Notice that? True faith is a faith that is held on to until the end. Not just for a couple of years or a couple of months, but for the rest of your life. That's true saving faith. Those who give up, are never truly saved to begin with. And so that's what one saved, always saved simply means, is that if you do trust in Christ, and that's genuine trust in Christ, God will ensure that you continue believing to the end, and therefore you are always saved. Next one from David. How do we know that Jesus rose on the third day, or did Mary Magdalene just get the perfect timing? <laughs> that's a funny question. Okay, so Jesus died on the Friday, Saturday, it was a Sabbath, and they weren't allowed to walk 
to the tomb and put spices on, on the body because it's a Saturday. It's the Sabbath for the Jewish people. So what happened is that the women then, the day after the Sabbath, which is Sunday, they go first thing in the morning, even before the dawn, they go to the tomb. Why? To anoint him with more spices, his body. They weren't expecting him to come back to life from the dead. They weren't expecting the body to be gone. But they went the day after the Sabbath. So that was on the Sunday. And so he rose on the third day as he said he would. This one from Bones. How do I prepare for the second coming? I feel that any second now he'll be back and I won't be prepared. Well, guess what? Perhaps today could be the day he comes back. And how awesome would that be? That would be epic. It really would be. Right? How do you get prepared? By believing the gospel. Trusting that Jesus died for your sin is how you're prepared. Now, what should we do in the meantime? Just watch the clouds? No. In the meantime, we're called to get busy serving Christ. Because when Jesus comes back, it's going to be too late for others to hear the gospel. So we try and reach out to others, share the amazing truth of the gospel as much as we can. Venus has asked, how do I know I have true saving faith and not just believing facts about Jesus? Well, because those who believe just facts about Jesus aren't trusting that Jesus dying for them is the reason they'll go to heaven. Those people just think, oh yeah, I believe Jesus died on the cross, but they don't think that that's going to get them to heaven. That's not true faith. True faith is I'm going to heaven only because Jesus Christ died on the cross for my sin. This one from Christ in me. What is the Song of Solomon about in the Bible? What is the purpose that love song serve? Yeah, Song of Solomon is a strange book, you might say, compared to other books of the Bible, which has got like rich theological truths. Song of Solomon is just a love letter between Solomon and his wife. Why is it in the Bible? I think the reason why God allowed it to be in the Bible is so that Christians can realize. The people of God can realize that sex is not a bad thing, but it's actually a beautiful thing in the context of marriage. And also gives an instruction in that book that you do not awaken love before it pleases. Meaning, sex before marriage is sinful. And don't go down that path because it's going to be hurtful for you. This one, also from Christ in me. Is it wrong if I sometimes pretend to pray Muslim prayers? Because if I don't, my mum and dad will kick me out. He says, I'm not ready to tell my parents about my conversion yet. Mm, that must be hard. must be hard living in a place like that and with an, an environment like that. Now, are they saying like, hey, do five prayers each day? You can say, yeah, I'll do five prayers each day. In fact, I'll probably do more than that because God tells me to pray without ceasing. And so you pray five times, but you're not praying to the Islamic God who doesn't exist. You're praying to the true God, the true God of the universe. And you're praying in the name of Jesus Christ. Yeah, I, I don't see anything wrong with that. And at the same time, yeah, ask God for courage. Ask God for courage to be bold in your faith. And ask God for courage that your parents and family would have a softened heart to hear the good news of the gospel. 
This one from Ruben. What does Daniel 12.2 mean? Ah, oh, Daniel 12.2 is a great, great verse because it shows heaven and hell in the Old Testament. People often think, oh, heaven and hell, that's a New Testament concept. Not really. Have a read of this verse. And many of those who sleep in the dust, so that is their bodies are dead, the people have died, their bodies in the ground. Many of those who sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life and some to shame and everlasting contempt. Heaven and hell, right there. So it's talking about a resurrection, that people's bodies are in the ground. One day those bodies will be raised and either to everlasting life, so heaven, or everlasting shame and contempt, which is hell. This one from Noah, what is blasphemy of the Holy Spirit? That's a common one we get, Noah. I'm surprised that you're asking that because we get we ask that we answer that almost every stream. But just quickly, it's to say that Jesus and the miracles that you personally are seeing, because you're living back in Jesus' day, that you're saying that Jesus is doing those miracles by the power of Satan, not by the power of the Holy Spirit. Mark 3, 29 and 30 says that. And so not a sin you can do today because you're not witnessing Jesus in the flesh and the miracles he's doing there. Uh, Venus asks, is it a sin to make cute outfits? No, not inherently. Sky has asked, how old do you think the Earth is? Well, based on the genealogies, thankfully we've got genealogies in the Bible. Now you might say, man, they're a, they're a hard read, reading through these names, this list of names. But they're so important because it shows how historical the Bible is compared to, say, the Quran, which lacks those genealogies, or the Vedas or other random texts out there that have don't have genealogies, don't have these specific details like we have got in the Bible. And so it shows the truthfulness of the Bible, that we can trace the lineage all the way back to Adam, the very first human being. And working out basic, based on how long people would have lived, we can roughly work it out to be 6,000 years ago is when God made the earth. Now, can, people might say, but doesn't it look older than that? Hey, look, God can create the earth with an appearance of age. Think about Adam and Eve. One hour after they were made, how old did Adam and Eve look? Did they look one hour old or did they look potentially 30 years old? Because God didn't make them as little babies. He made them with probably fully grown adults, didn't he? And so therefore, God can make a universe with an appearance of age if he would like. In fact, it makes sense he would. That's why we can see starlight millions of light years away, because God is able to create the light in transit, giving, therefore, an appearance of age. This one from IAV, who's asked, Why did John worship an angel? in Revelation 22, verse 8. Because if you're in the presence of an amazing being, like even an angel, they're pretty amazing, you can almost feel tempted to worship that being, right? And that's just an angel. Imagine what it's going to be like in the presence of God. We're going to want to worship him for all eternity, and rightfully so will we worship God for all eternity. This from Christ in me, why did God create Adam and Eve? Why does he need more creation to glorify himself besides angels? Well, because angels didn't always exist. God made the angels at some stage. And angels are designed to be messengers. Messengers for who? Well, for us as humans. Why did he make humans? 
because the angels weren't made in the image of God, but humans were. And God wanted to make people in his image to demonstrate his glory so that people, image bearers of God, may give him glory and honor him and worship him for how amazing God is. But also he knew that Adam and Eve would sin and humans would rebel, and he wanted a way of demonstrating his justice and his mercy. Have you noticed that God doesn't offer mercy and forgiveness to angels? The demons will be going to hell. There's no offer of forgiveness to them. But he wanted to offer forgiveness to humans so that he might be glorified for being so kind. This one from the Italian gamer. I pray to God, Jesus, and Mary to save my mother from a brutal illness in 2014. Why did God take my mother and not me? Hey, I'm so sorry to hear that your mother died. That's really sad to hear that. Um, But praise be to God that you're still alive. God's being kind to you. But can I encourage you, don't pray to Mary. God actually is greatly insulted when you pray to Mary. He's greatly insulted. You might say, what do you mean? It's like this. If I was to, instead of like going and asking my wife for something, I went ahead and asked my dog instead of my wife. When I know it's my wife who can grant me the thing I'm asking, it'd be absurd, right? If I'm wanting something from someone who can give it to me, my dog cannot give to me the thing I'm wanting, right? Let's say I, I, I want dinner. <laughs> say that. I'm not going to ask my dog for that. He's going to give me some dog food maybe. He won't even understand what I'm saying. Instead, I go to the one who can actually help me out with the thing I'm requesting. And this example would be my wife. And she can make the dinner. Right. Okay. Who's the one who can solve our prayer requests? Not Mary, not Buddha, not Joseph, not anyone else, but God himself. And so God is greatly offended. When you go and ask Mary for help, he is greatly offended. When the only one who can solve your prayer request is himself. Now, why does God allow bad things to happen to us? So that we might grow. Everything that happens in your life is preparing you for eternity, making you more sanctified and less sinful. And so you may not see the benefit immediately, but after a long while, you'll see, God, you use that for my good. Hard times, cancer, criticism, job firings, whatever it is, for my good. Maybe just for me to learn that my treasures are not here on this earth. My treasures are up there. And maybe I've got too firm of a grasp on the things of this earth. And God says, fine, you got too firm of a grasp. I'm going to take some of those things away from you just so that you loosen your grasp on this life and live for eternity. So have that content mindset. And say the same thing that Job did. When Job had all of his kids die, all of his livestock, everything he had just taken in that one day, he said, the Lord gives, the Lord takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. This one from Zifrix. How do I know if God wants me to date a particular girl? She calls herself a Christian, or she's a Christian herself, But just so I'm not mixing yokes. Okay. Unequally yoked. When it says don't be unequally yoked, that's talking about don't be having 
getting into any sort of partnership with an unbeliever. So don't be dating an unbeliever. Don't be marrying an unbeliever. Now, just because someone calls themselves a Christian doesn't mean that they are not an unbeliever. They could be an unbeliever. So make sure that they are a mature Christian who understands the gospel. They're reading the Bible daily. They care so much about the Lord. God is the highest priority, not the world. And then you can make the choice. If, If she is a solid Christian, you can make the choice of dating her or not. There's not like God's got some sort of soulmate out there for you. No, that's not a biblical concept. You got the choice. Do you mate? Do you date that person or not? You could say no because you want to choose to remain single, because you know that being single gives you more time for God, which Paul says about speaks about that in First Corinthians seven. It's ultimately up to you. This is from Scuba Steve. Does God choose people to be saved from the beginning? Yes. Second Thess two, verse thirteen talks about this. Are we ought always to give thanks to God for you, brothers, beloved by the Lord, because God chose you. Ooh, God chose you as the first fruits to be saved through sanctification by the Spirit and believe in the truth. Yes, so God definitely does choose. This one from Carlos. Where in the Bible did Jesus save a man while walking on water? And who was it? It's our good friend Peter. He saw Jesus walking on water. He's like, Jesus, if that's you, tell me to come out onto the water with you. And so he starts coming out into the water. But then Peter gets scared as he looks at the wind and the waves. And he's like, oh, no. He starts to sink. And Jesus then reaches out his hand and grabs him. Jabba the Hutt has asked, how do we talk to God? Through prayer. How do you, how do you pray to God? You can just speak words out loud. Address your prayers. Dear Heavenly Father, and you pray to God. But you can also pray in your head, because God knows everything, so he even knows your thoughts. So you can even pray in your head too. This one from Hagos. Is it okay to pretend to worship the Orthodox Jesus, but not actually because my parents forced me to attend the Orthodox Church? Okay, interesting. Well, the Orthodox Jesus will be the same Jesus. They believe in the Trinity, so they do believe that Jesus is fully God and fully man. So they believe in the same Jesus. But sadly, the Orthodox Church teaches works salvation, works-based salvation. They think baptisms are required for salvation in the and the Eucharist and going to confession and things like that. So you don't believe those sort of things because that's false. And as you get older, if you get the opportunity of going to a different church, you want to. But in the meantime, if you have to go to the Orthodox Church, that would be okay. But what I'll just say is this. Don't be kissing those icons that are there on the walls of the church. Don't be bowing down to them. And don't be thinking, this is what often happens in both Catholic and Orthodox churches. They think that the bread and the wine turns into the body and the blood of Jesus, which is not true. That's blasphemous. And so what they actually do is they worship the bread. They worship the bread. And they worship the the grape juice, the wine. They're committing idolatry right there to, to start worshipping the bread and the wine. And don't be doing that. Don't be doing that. Uh, this one from Diego. What does the Bible say about fear over diseases such as diabetes or any other disease? 
Nothing on earth lasts forever. Not even your health. You may think you're pretty healthy right now. Yeah, God can take that away at any time. Some big, strong, muscly, you know, men, they may think, hey, I can conquer the world. And then a bug gets caught in their eye and they can't see, right? A little tiny bit of bacteria can cripple them and kill them. So never think to yourself, I'm healthy, I'm invincible. No, realize that whether you are healthy tomorrow or not is purely based on what God decides, not you. And if you find out you got some sort of disease, you can find out you got cancer, diabetes, whatever it is, you know that God's going to use it for your good and it's going to make you look forward to heaven more. Often those who have a lot of ailments in their body look forward to heaven more than those who have a healthy body. And therefore, those who realize who have those medical problems often have a better perspective on life than those who don't this one from zifrix i'm not sure if this is a bad question but does god love satan because in the bible it says that you should love your enemies or is that different god is showing love to satan at the moment by not sending him to hell just yet Satan is not yet in hell. He will be thrown into hell, and that will be on Judgment Day. That's when he's thrown into hell. Once he's thrown into hell, he won't be showing, God won't be showing any more love to Satan. This one from I Love Blue Christian Man. Why is it wrong to pray to Jesus? If I want to thank Jesus, do I say to the Father, Heavenly Father, thank, please thank Jesus for me? I think we should Base our prayers based on how the Bible instructs us to pray. And so when, for example, in Acts chapter 4, it talks about the early church, the early Christians, the apostles praying, they talked about Jesus. And who did they thank? They thanked God the Father. Thank you for sending your son to this earth to die for my sins. So that's why we always address our prayers to the Father in the name of Jesus Christ, and through the power of the Holy Spirit. It's just the way prayer is established in the Bible. Just because of the different roles within the Godhead, we address our prayers to the Father. This one from Avoid. Hey man, i got a question. Let's say someone does something wrong, like for example, sex before marriage. Is that a mortal sin? You know, the concept of mortal sin is not found in the Bible. There's no sins that can make you lose your state of grace or lose your salvation. The Bible says nothing can separate us from the love of Christ. Romans 8, uh, 35, and also verse 39 and 40, uh, 38 and 39 says that. And so therefore, this whole idea in the Catholic system that if you do particular sins, you've lost your salvation and you can only regain it by going down to the priest and confessing it and doing some acts of penance. That's not biblical. That's works-based salvation and that's opposite to the Bible. Christ pays for our past, present and future sins if our trust is in him. Nothing can therefore make us go to hell if Christ paid for 100% of our sins, right? How could you get some punishment if Jesus took 100% of it? Now that doesn't mean therefore you sin. Sex before marriage is a horrible sin that you don't want to do, and you don't want to do any other ones either. 
And so that motivates you to not sin just because you're grateful to Jesus, not because you lose your salvation if you did it. You try and avoid sin because you are grateful to Christ. Carlos has asked, if it's never okay to kill, then what about people who fight for God in wars? If you're talking about like the people of Israel, then yes, they were acting under the authority of God and therefore that was not sinful. Because God was allowing Israel to be the instrument of judgment upon the pagan nations. But as someone comes along today, or like in back hundreds of years ago with the Crusades, they said, we're going to fight in the name of God. Yet God hasn't said for them to go and do that. So they're just doing it in their own name ultimately. And potentially could be committing sins in the process. Now there may be, there are some, there's appropriate times to to defend a nation and being in the army can be an appropriate time because God has, God has given the government authority to punish wrongdoers and to defend citizens. So it gets a bit more complicated there. But those people today say, I'm going to fight in the name of God. God's never said you should fight. Our call, our mandate as Christians isn't to go and fight the world, fight the unbeliever. That's Islam. That's not Christianity. Christianity is love your enemies, pray for them. And share the gospel with them. Event is asked, this Muslim said that if you pray to the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, who do you pray to? That would be three gods. What's the best response? You can say, no, I just pray. we pray to our Heavenly Father. We pray to the Father in the name of Jesus and through the power of the Holy Spirit. And Muslims just, they just can't understand it. They're just because they it's so different to their worldview. But Christian Christians do not believe in three gods. We do not believe God is three in being. We believe God is one in being. We are monotheistic, believing in one God. But that one God exists simultaneously as three distinct persons. And Muslims just struggle with that because they just don't have those categories in their own mind. And that's why just share the truth with them, but then focus on not so much the Trinity with them, but focus on the gospel with them, which is what Islam severely lacks. Carlos said, so when we pray, we never pray to Jesus? Or when we pray to God, do we pray to all three of them? No, you don't, you're not praying to all three. You're praying to God the Father. Think of the Lord's Prayer, our Father who art in heaven. That's why I mentioned in Acts 4, they described, you sent your Son. So we're not praying to the Son. We're not praying to the Holy Spirit. Every example of prayer in the Bible is always to God the Father in the name of Jesus, and through the power of the Holy Spirit. Because this is why the Holy Spirit wants to draw attention to the Father and to the Son. The Son wants to draw attention to the Father. And because Jesus came down to make peace between us and the Father, and that's what it means to pray in the name of Jesus, that we're praying to him in the name of Jesus, meaning we know that our prayers are acceptable to the Father because of the mediation work of the Son. Uh, are all sins equally bad? No. Some sins are worse than others. Jesus said in John 19 to Pontius Pilate, the one who handed me over to you has done the greatest sin. A void is asked, if someone attacks you or is trying to kill you, do you defend yourself or do you let Jesus deal with it? Self-defense can be appropriate, but oftentimes we as 
people are prone to taking vengeance. We're like, someone hurt me, someone slapped me, so I'm going to go slap them back. No, Jesus calls us to turn the other cheek. And in Romans chapter 12, verse 19, the Apostle Paul instructs us, Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God. For it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. Any vengeance you might take out is not going to be good in comparison to the vengeance that God will take out on Judgment Day with that person. Austin's asked, what if a Jew believes in the New Testament and that Jesus came down, paid for our sins, would he be considered Jewish or Christian? He'd be considered a Christian. He may be a Jew by ethnicity, but he's not a Jew by religion anymore. He is a Jewish Christian. I has asked, can someone still be saved if they have a reprobate mind? Yes. Yeah. If you look at the term reprobate mind, that appears in Romans chapter 1, verse 28. In fact, reprobate is an old-fashioned word. A more helpful word is debased mind. Debased mind. And it lists things like being disobedient to parents. Have you ever been disobedient to your parents? According to Romans 1, 28, you've got a debased mind, right? So we've all been disobedient to parents, and yet God saved us, didn't he? And so therefore... We see that no one is beyond God's grace as long as they're still living. There's an option for them to believe the gospel and be saved, no matter how wicked they may be. Think of the thief on the cross. He was doing horrible things and being crucified for his crimes. And yet Jesus said, today you'll be with me in paradise. Okay, let's get into some Bible trivia and let's find out what questions we've got. Okay, and how do events ask how do we come up with analogies like that? <laughs> I don't know, just thinking about ways in which people can understand it, because people often don't understand theological concepts unless you kind of break it down and relate it to a real life scenario. And so just after years of doing evangelism, just think of ways how can I illustrate this concept in a way in which a person can understand it better? And so that just helps come up with those analogies. All right, good question. You guys, good questions all of you have been asking, actually. There have been no dull questions at all, very interesting ones. Uh, but let's let's do some Bible trivia, as I mentioned. Are you ready for some easy ones, medium ones, and Carissa-level ones? <laughs> Okay, here we go. First one. Can you give any instance in the Bible where a donkey is mentioned? Any instance in the Bible where a donkey is mentioned? Carissa. Um, Balaam's donkey talking, I think it was. Good job. Paul? When Jesus rode in on a donkey. Nice work. Harmony? And... Uh, I was going to say nine nine. Uh, is that it? Or it's talking about um, the prophecy of him riding on the donkey? I thought you were going to say ninety nine sheep, nine nine donkeys in the field. <laughs> yeah, is that all the references to donkeys you guys can think of? 
I'm sure there's other donkey mentions like yeah somewhere but that's good those are the main ones at least they're the main ones nice next one hmm. when jesus was talking to the woman at the well jesus said that he can give her a certain kind of water what kind of water was jesus willing to give to her reuben uh, living water yes you'd be correct living water next one god calls us to be something of the earth something of the earth and you might add this to food what does he call us to be julia the salt of the earth nice work good job so that means that we give flavor also we sting as well when we tell truth and also salt is a preserver and so we preserve morality on the earth too okay now when the people of the old testament wanted meat in the wilderness what did god what kind of meat did god give them paul quail yes and what is quail paul um quail is like a little baby chicken thing that can't fly <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i don't think it's a baby chicken that can't fly it's meat <laughs> it's meat <laughs> it's a bird in fact i think it says that they flew and they dropped because of the wind and stuff but yes they are a bird nice okay that's some easier ones let's step it up a bit you guys ready for this we're going to step it up a little bit can you give me the name of a judge in the book of Judges who was a woman? Let's go to Harmony. Deborah. You would be correct. Nice work. Who was Bathsheba originally married to? Carissa. Uriah. Uriah the Hitter. Nice work. What does the book of James say when it says friendship with the world is what? With God. Beck. Enmity with God. Yes, enmity. And what does enmity mean, Beck? I was thinking of just like enemy, so like uh, being against. Like, nice work. Friendship with the world is enmity with God. What was the reason why Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were thrown into the fiery furnace? Paul. Because they didn't bow down to the king. Yeah, nice way. Or, or not to the king, but to what in particular? The statue. Reuben? Yeah, the statue. This big golden statue that they had made when the music played, the bagpipes and all the other things that were playing. Okay. All right, we'll step it up a little bit more. See how we go. What did Jacob see in his dream that angels were going up and down on? Harmony. I think it was it was either a ladder or a staircase. I think it, I'll go with staircase for a hundred. Oh, you! I wish you went with ladder. 
Staircase to Heaven is a song, I think, but it was a ladder that they were going up and down. Stairway to Heaven is the song. Oh, Stairway. <laughs> okay. Okay, now in James it also says that we shouldn't boast about tomorrow because we don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. And so instead, when we make plans, what should we say instead? Beck. Like, if the Lord wills it. If the Lord wills, we will live and do this and that. So if the Lord wills, we'll be alive tomorrow. You don't even know if we're going to be alive tomorrow. But if it's the Lord's will, we'll do this or that. Okay. When Solomon married 700 wives, those wives did something to him. What did they do? Julia. I don't know. <laughs> That's right. Let's go to Reuben. Um, I mean, he went to their gods, right? Uh, yeah, he, made yeah. him turn to other gods, to idols. Sadly. Yeah. Uh, I like cool. Carissa's answer there as well. <laughs> Which was what? Made him commit adultery. <laughs> True, by marrying that many women. Yeah, God God says two become one, not fifth not seven hundred become one. And Craig says, gave him seven hundred mothers in law. Yes, that's true. Oof. <laughs> Okay, and also we'll ask another one. When Zacchaeus couldn't see Jesus, what did he choose to do? Let's go to Julia. He climbed a tree. Yes, nice work. And do you know what kind of tree he climbed? Is it a is it a fig tree? No, fig trees um, I mentioned quite a few. Sycamore tree, yeah. Sycamore tree, good job there, Julia. Hey, you guys doing awesome with that? Let's even do a bonus question or two. Okay, I'm going to ask, Paul, what's your question? What book in the Bible can we find that all things have been created through Jesus? Yes, Harmony. John. And where else could we find it? Yes, um, Reuben. First uh, Corinthians. Anywhere else? Um, Carissa? Colossians? Yeah. And Hebrews as well, maybe? Or no? Colossians, yeah. Yep, well done. Yeah, Colossians 1, 16, lovely verse. All things are made through him and for him. And there was also John 1, 3, talks about that. Reuben, which verse were you thinking of in 1 Corinthians, man? Yeah, so uh, it was, oh, wait, for, for by him all things were created. But yeah, that's Colossians 1, 16. Is this really? Wait. 
Have to check. <laughs> For by him all check things are created. Bible. Yeah, nice work. Okay, that's good. Thanks for that, Paul. And I'm gonna ask Harmony, what's your question? Uh name a time where snake was mentioned in the Bible. Or Viper. Oh, Carissa? Uh where Moses threw the snake underground or something. There you go. Paul. Exodus. Where in Exodus? Oh, okay, so I'm not familiar with the actual chapter number, but when um, uh, the staff was thrown onto the ground and it turned into a snake and it was picked up again, turned back into the staff. You know That's what, literally Paul, what Chris is <laughs> Oh, sorry, vaguing out. You guys had two different accounts on it. It was good. Um, Beck? Um, this is another one with Moses, but different. <laughs> When um, the snakes, uh, the fiery snakes came and bit the people of Israel and then Moses made the bronze snake, whatever. Good answer. Ryan? When Jesus said that you should be wise as serpents and innocent as doves. And another one. If anyone got any others? Beck? Um, the one where it's just like Jesus says, um, "Who, which father would give like?" In um, I can't remember an egg, a scorp, a, not a. I know there's a scorpion, but I know it says snake as well, and says like an egg or something like that. I can't remember the exact words. And also the viper who latched onto Paul's arm in Acts chapter. 28. And um, whenever um, John the Baptist and Jesus called them vipers, right? Yes. You brood of vipers who warned you to flee from the wrath to come. Oh, yeah. Paul does say the venom of asses under their lips. Nice. Good job, you guys. That was great answers and questions. Let's get the song of the week started. Okay, let's get Julia. Do you remember the Five Solas song? Yeah, nice. Okay, Julia can do the Five Solas, which is an awesome one. Uh, Carissa, we'll get you for Psalm sixteen eleven. She's gonna think of some taps for that one. Uh, we'll get Vec to do Ephesians 1, 13, and 14. Paul, we'll get you to do Ephesians 2, 8, and 9. Uh, Reuben, can we get you to do 1 John 4, 10? Harmony, John 3, 16. And I'm trying to remember all the ones we've got. <laughs> so many. It's great. This is so good. What have we got, Vec? Galatians 2.20, I think. Carissa, I think I got that. Yeah, is that the only one that we haven't got? Okay, well, Glenn, do you think you might be able to do Galatians 2.20? Uh, I, oh, there's so many, I don't know if I'll remember the tune. I'll try. Okay, you can try it. If not, I'll, I can do that one. 
All right, let's do this. Go for it. We are saved by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone, all for the glory of God alone, found in the scripture alone. This is the five solo song. You may, wait, you make known to me the path of life, in your prisons there's fullness of joy at your right hand of pleasures. wants to do training with us on YouTube live stream. Okay, first John four ten. And this is love. Not that we have love God. But that he loved us and sent his son to bear the wrath for our sins. First John four verse ten for God's crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Galatians 2.20 well done love it everyone so that brings us to this week's song 
So Beck, can you showcase it for us? First Corinthians ten. I haven't got the words. Is that okay? No, that's all right. That's okay. Okay. <laughs> all right. First Corinthians ten, twelve and thirteen. Uh, yeah. Okay. Therefore, let anyone who thinks that he stands take heed lest he fall. No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation he will also provide the way of escape. good has that tune been stuck in your head anyone this week hopefully hopefully all right let's get harmony to go next and then julia and then carissa after that oh sorry about that therefore let anyone who thinks that he stands take he lest he fall no temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with temptation he will also provide the way of escape that you has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure. This couldn't be in 10 verses 12 and 13. Therefore, let anyone who thinks that he stands take heed, lest he fall. No temptation has overtaken you that is not coming to man. God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with that temptation, he will also provide the way of escape. Good job. Glenn, how do you think you're going with it? Uh, yeah, uh, I think I can do that. Therefore, let anyone who thinks that he stands take heed lest he fall. No temptation has overtaken you that is 
Sorry, that is not common to man. God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he will also provide the way of, I'm losing the tune out, escape, that you may be able to endure it. 1 Corinthians 10, verses 12 and 13. So good. Yeah. You guys get to track the progress of the team as they're learning it, as the week goes on. Slowly getting better, better, better at it. Paul, do you want to give it, give it a try, man? Okay. Therefore, let anyone who thinks that he stands take heed unless he falls. No temptation has overtaken you. Not common to man. God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with temptation, he will also provide a way of escape that you may be able to endure it. First Corinthians. 13. Good job there, Paul. That was good, man. It looks like in the chat, Beck asked you guys how you doing. Noah said he's 25% uh, getting it. Um, I wonder what Steve's at now as well. All right, Ruben, do you want to give it a try for us, man? I'm going to give it a try, yeah. <laughs> Therefore, let anyone who thinks that he stands... Take heed, let's you fall. No temptation has over, overtaken you. That's not common to man. God is faithful, and you're not meant to be nah, to be tested beyond your ability. But with the temptation, you will also provide a way of escape that you may be able to endure it. First Corinthians. First Corinthians 10 verses 12 13. Yeah, I get a little bit. <laughs> you got a bit, yeah. You're getting, you're getting there, Ruben. Okay, I'll put the words on the screen as well because that can be helped visually seeing it. I mean, there we go. Therefore, let anyone who thinks that he stands take heed lest he fall. No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. First Corinthians 10 verses 12 and 13. Now, we've talked a bit about this verse, that we should never let our guard down. We should never think, I've conquered that sin, otherwise we will fall. You become overly confident. We've also talked about how no temptation has overtaken us, meaning that that's not common to everyone else. So everyone goes through the same sort of temptations. We've talked about how God's not going to let you be tempted beyond your ability. Now, let's focus on this last part of the verse. It says, but with the temptation, 
he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. Okay. So in what way will God provide a way of escape? What does that mean? Glenn. So it means that when you're a temptate, tempted to do something that is wrong, there's going to be some option somewhere to go, I'm going to go that way instead of submitting to the temptation. Hmm, that's a good answer. So we often think there's only like two, there's like a one path that we can go down, not realizing there's actually another path and we should look for that. Beck. Yeah, like it reminds me of Jesus being tempted by Satan, how he always had an answer back to say no to that temptation. Um, yeah, like he overcame it through obviously God's word in particular. And so I guess that's an example showing how how that plays out, how there is that escape. Yeah. That's a good example. So Jesus himself was put in a circumstance where he was asked, by who, whose authority do you do these things? Now he had the choice of either lying and saying, oh, just like man's authority, which would be a lie and that would be a sin. Or saying, I do it by God's authority and they'd kill him. And what did he, what did he do? He gave a third option. I'll only tell you the answer to that if you tell me the answer to my question. John's baptism, where was it Where was it from? From man or from God? And they didn't want to answer his question, so he said, well, I'm not going to answer yours. So he's very wise. Now, can you guys think of any times in the Bible where people, someone or, or some people, resist the temptation and chose a different course of action rather than choosing to do the sinful thing? How many? Joseph, whenever Potiphar's wife was trying to seduce him, he fled and left his jacket behind. That's a good example. Very good example. There was a way of escape, and literally for him, it was running out of the room, running, even leaving his his clothing behind because he did not want to fall into that temptation. Any other examples? Beck. So I don't know if you actually wanted like actual examples of them escaping it, but <laughs> I feel like an example of what someone could have done to escape temptation, say, for example, Eve in the garden, she was presented with, you know, the temptation of, oh, it looks good to the eye and it, it looks good for food and, oh, it will make you like um, – knowledgeable or whatever like god it's just like well let's combat each one of those with actually the truth it looks good for food you have plenty of other trees that look good for food mate like you don't need that one it looks pleasing to the eye god made so many pleasing things to the eye we can look at all those things we don't have to look at this one in particular and then obviously it makes you like wise um, like God, I'm sorry, they walked with God. They could just speak with God and know the things of God simply by speaking with God. So I guess, um, and we, <laughs> this is the thing, it's like we would do the same thing in her situation, we fall into sin and whatever. But 
I guess in that sense, we can see how it wasn't that, oh, Eve just gave in because there was no way out or something like that. No, you can actually see how there is that way out of it, of, of the temptation that was presented to her even. Wow, Beck, that is really a good answer. That was really good. God has given all these things already, things that are good for food, pleasing to the eye, and having God with them. And yet Satan's like, oh, this way, you get these things. Instant gratification, even though they already have it, they chose to choose to go down that path. And I think that's going to help us in our fight against sin. And we might t- we'll talk about that, some strategies on fighting sin in just a moment. But let's go to Reuben. Uh, so Job, right, when he was tempted, he was taking everything away. And his wife says, wait, wait. Why do you not just give up to God, right? And he says, no, right? God has given me everything, right? Why Why would I accept the things that I get from God and do not accept the things that God, uh, yeah, gets away from me, right? Yeah, so true. God gave, God takes. He was tempted by his wife. Curse God and die. That's what his wife said. Curse God and die. And he's like, why would I? You're speaking like a foolish woman when you say that. And so he saw that he didn't deserve anything good. He deserved, He saw that God was always ever faithful. And that helped him to go down the way of escape. There was a way of escape. He didn't have to curse God and die, even though the peer pressure there was strong. So what's strategy? Oh, let's go do Harmony. Uh, I also think of whenever um, the disciples, after Jesus ascended and they were going out and sharing the gospel, they were told to not, you know, share the gospel anymore. And they said, we must obey God rather than man. Did that help? That's true. They were tempted to be silent. Don't don't speak, you know. And they said, no. God is the greater authority in this point, so we're going to do it. We're going to speak his truth. That's good. So what strategies do you guys have or use to find the way of escape and therefore to resist sin and temptation in your life. Paul. Well, just the moment you identify that it's a sin then quickly turn directions, go the opposite way and go and do some push-ups, go and read the Bible, go and distract yourself from that sinful act that's causing you the sin, take it away from you, go and turn it off, just turn the other way. Just go, move. That's a good answer. Yeah, let's go to Harmony. I can definitely say that this is a spot where I need to do better. Um, we could always do better. Um, but I would say praying, like after you, you do sin and you wish that you did do the right thing, just praying that you would be better and grow better at it. And then, like Paul said, just, you know, holding yourself accountable and being aware that's good. It reminds me of, I think it was Job who said, I think it was Job, he said, God has ever been faithful to me. Or maybe it was David. God has ever been faithful to me. So how can I gaze upon a virgin? Right? So God's been faithful to me. Why would I now just go and like do something directly in disobedience to him? Beck. I think you've mentioned this before where like um, 
reminding yourself of how awful it felt when you had done that sin before, how you gave in that last time. Like when you, because most most likely would have already had sinned um, in that way. So when you're presented with that same sin, that same temptation to sin, just go, man, didn't make me feel good after I did that. I now have the memory of that sin like in my mind and I don't want it again. Like, you know, so um, may that be t uh, um, something that makes you avert from the sin. That's good. It's really helpful. God is not trying to withhold something good from you. That's sometimes what sin tells us. Like, oh, God just doesn't want you to have fun or God doesn't want you to have this enjoyment. No, God's got something better for you. I've got something better for you. That's why I say to some people, I say, hey, look, you've either, if you had a choice, either $1 now or $100,000 next week, anyone in their right mind would say, I can say no to the $1 now, even though you might be able to go down to the corner store and buy a lolly with that, like a candy or something with the $1. It's, but it's ultimately, the candy's meaning, meaningless. You'd wait the week to get the greater sum money and so in the same way the pleasures that god has got for us ultimately at his right hand in heaven as we talk about is going to be incredible but even in this life his way living his way is more enjoyable sin brings shame guilt condemnation and just a lot of heartache and baggage that comes along with it god's way is supremely better so look for the escape look for the escape we all in different things in life, can say no to instant gratification because we have a long-term goal. If you want to be fit and healthy, you might say no to the chocolate cake, to drinking the sugary Coke or whatever it is because you want to be fit and healthy. So you're saying no because you have a long-term goal. You can do that with entertainment. You want to pass the exam you got tomorrow, you might say no to the television and say yes to study so that you can pass your exam. So we should have that eternal perspective each day when we are presented with things that happen in our life. Yeah, that's good. Hopefully there's some strategies that will help you in your fight against sin. I'm going to get Harmony to play the song again once more for us. All right. Therefore, let anyone who thinks that he stands take heed lest he fall. No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with, temptat with temptation he will also provide the way of escape. That you may be able to endure it. First Corinthians ten verses twelve and thirteen. Yes, yes, so good harmony. And as Nicholas said in the chat, and I think Carissa said it as well, say no to your sin and say yes to God. Obey his word and obey is it no follow his word and obey him first 
say no to your sin and say yes to God. That's what we should do. Let's pray together and let's ask God for help to do that. I'm going to ask Paul if you could pray for us. Sure. Uh, Heavenly Father, thank you once again where we can come together as a group to share in your word, to commit it to memory through song. It's such a joy to be able to do this, Lord, and, um, yeah, it's uh, exciting as well. And uh, we look forward to many more verses that we can string along some chords to and um, commit to our memories because we it, we know it's important to have your word on our hearts. So this is a great way for us to do this, Lord. And um, we pray for those who have been watching this also are encouraged to commit this to their hearts also. And they can learn to say, uh, sing the songs as well, as well along with us. And, uh, Lord, we just pray for the rest of the day. We pray for our conversations. We pray that you uphold us as a team, the technology, and um, you bless us with our conversations. And may you get all the glory in this, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. I just want to say also thank you, Cameron, for your gift there in the chat. That was awesome. Uh, his comment is this. is for all of you guys. His comment was, I want to thank the entire team for changing my life. I'm sure everyone in heaven is cheering you guys on. May God bless you all. Oh, thank you so much, Cameron, for your encouragement, your kind words there. We are unworthy servants, but praise be to God that this stream is helpful and, yeah, I do value everyone on the team and their faithfulness. Welcome, Andy. He's just joined us as well. All right, you guys ready? We're going to get into some Amigo chats. Let's do it. Let's uh, refresh it there. Nice. Look at that. Is that a squirrel? Yeah. <laughs> Eating some sort of nut. An acorn, is it? Beck says an acorn. Okay, 38,000 people online. Lord, may you save this next person, if that be your sovereign will. Lord, you're the one in control of the universe, not us. But, Lord, may you keep time wasters away, those who maybe want to not be open-hearted or be willing to think. Keep them away, but may receptive people be ones that you connect us to. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Noah says, I'm ready to be a fly on the wall. Yeah, let's do it. Go, go, go. A child. Hey. Do you love Jesus? Hey guys. Hey, what do you guys yep. think happens to us after we die? Oh. Um, well, I'm going to hell. I can't speak for the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. Now, would you say that you guys have been good people? Yeah. Um, yeah, sure. Yeah, okay. So, like, for example, have you guys mm -hmm. ever told a lie before? Yeah. Yeah, I've told yeah. lies too. <laughs> Have you ever used cool. bad language? Um, yeah, yeah. all the time. Same, obviously. same. Or even this. Have you ever been rude or disrespected someone? No. Not rude on purpose. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But sometimes we do, don't treat people nicely as we ought to, right? We don't show kindness to them. Yeah. So, yeah. And so if these are all bad things, and we've done them, I'm not judging you. So if God was to judge you based on those things, do you think that you'd be innocent or guilty? Uh. If it was based off those things, 
Yeah. I'd probably be innocent. Just keep I, in mind, innocent means you've no, done I'd nothing probably, wrong. I'd be guilty of these yeah, things. we're all guilty because we've done we've done each <laughs> of those guilty. things. Yeah. So then, yeah. since we're guilty, do we deserve to then be rewarded or punished? I feel what? like I feel like it depends on the situation because, like, if you didn't mean to do those things truly deep down in your heart, then I believe you could still get rewarded because it's like we're human; we're gonna feel our feelings and we're gonna act on them, and that's just simply how we are. I mean, we can't really control that. At the same time, like we did have the choice of lying or not lying, didn't we? Right? Someone. What if it was out of a, a, a terrible situation? Yeah, but either way, we still have the choice. Do I? compromise my standards here or do i uphold my standards you know what i mean so we, we have a choice in what we do but the point is we therefore deserve punishment for doing bad hey how you doing there's 104 days of summer vacation until school comes along just to end it the annual problems of our generation is finding a good way to spend it like maybe building a rocket in front of what on earth? Vec just came in. Vec just came in is like like screaming, like excited and pointing at Perry. Something about Perry, like do you guys know what's going on? Ryan has no idea that that's the theme song for Phineas and Firm. <laughs> no, I had no idea. That's actually a theme song. It's about summer holidays. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Interesting. I've never actually watched an entire episode of Phineas and Ferd. So, <laughs> oh, that's funny. Okay. Well, let's keep on going. Let's see where God sends us. Hey there. Can I ask you, can I ask you a question? Sure. Why not? Yeah, hey, can I ask you, do you think that you'll go to heaven when you die? Yes, I do. Oh, nice. Yeah, and, and why do you think God will let you into heaven? What, why do I think God will let me into heaven? Yeah. Um, I believe God will let me into heaven. I think I have a lot to work on. Okay. Um, and, and, um. I'm 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 in the um in, in in the process of being let into heaven, um. But I think I have to put a little bit more work in my in 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 my um work. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Now, would you say that you've been a good person? Um. I. I do. I've changed a lot over over the months. Yeah, yeah. Just okay. a lot. Oh, that's good. Good on you. That's mm -hmm. awesome. So God will look at our entire life, everything we've ever done. So in your life, have you ever told a lie before? I've done more than a, I've done more than a lie. Yeah. Actually. Yeah, me too. I've told I've more than lies. But we have <laughs> definitely told lies. Have you ever used like bad language before? Um, yes, yeah, definitely, I, I have. What about this one? Have you ever been angry or rude to somebody? Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not really much of a rude or, or angry person. 
Yeah. Okay. But, but you have um, probably at some wait. stage not being kind to someone, right? Yeah. Yeah, and, and that's a sin as well. Now, I'm not judging you. I've done the same sort of things. But if God was to judge you based on those things, do you think you'd be innocent or guilty? Well, that's a really difficult answer because um, one is like you're you're only so 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 big, so you're asking me how would God react in a in a very small mind place Basically, in my what I'm mind. Asking, what I'm asking is that because to be innocent, you have to have done nothing wrong your whole life. To be guilty, you just have to do at least one bad thing in your life. So if God was to judge you then on his law, would you be innocent or guilty? Wow, Felix moment there. Another Felix moment. Conviction of sin. Innocent or guilty? Don't want to think I'm guilty and deserve punishment. Lord, please save her. Hey, can I ask you a question? Yeah, you can. Hey, what do you think happens to us after we die? We go heaven or hell. Yeah, so which one do you think you'll go to? Uh, I'm not sure. Probably, probably heaven. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and is that, what's the reason you think you'll probably go to heaven? I'm not sure. Okay, is it because you're a good person or? Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably a good person. Yeah, and God will look at our life to see what we've done. So, have you ever told a lie in your life? Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever used bad language? Yeah. Yeah, me too. Even this. Have you ever been rude or disrespected someone before? Yeah. Yeah, and I appreciate your honesty. I've done the same sort of things. Now, if God was to judge you then based on those things, would you be innocent or guilty? Guilty. Right, so if we're guilty, do we deserve to be rewarded or punished? Punished. Yeah, and does that punishment sound like heaven or hell? Hell. Yeah, a place we don't, definitely don't want to go to. So... What do you think we could do at this point then so that we don't have to go to hell? I'm not sure. Because even if we were to change and not, not do the bad things anymore, is that going to fix the bad things we've done in the past? No. No, but I've got some good news for you. What we need is we need someone who can take our hell punishment on our behalf. Can God just forgive us? Oh, was that so? Can God just forgive us? No, he, because that wouldn't be justice. Like I'll give you an example. Why not? In a court of law, if a judge says, hey, look, I'm just really forgiving, so I'm just going to forgive every criminal and let them all but go this, free. You're talking about God. You're talking That's about the judge. But, but this will, I'll, show you, I'll, I'll show you where I'm going, and it'll make, it'll make perfect sense. So could that judge in the court of law, could he just justly let them all go free without any punishment? No. No, because it would be corruption. It wouldn't be just if he's letting people get away with their crimes. Now, we know God's not going to be corrupt. He's not going to be unjust, is he? No, he's not. And that's why he cannot just forgive us, because that would be a compromising of his justice. So the only okay. way then ultimately we could be forgiven is if someone pays our hell fine on our behalf, takes the punishment. Because if someone does mm -hmm. take all of your punishment, like 100% of it, how much punishment will be left for you? Well, why, why would someone do that? Yes, someone doesn't have to, but someone could choose to do it out of love and out of kindness. It's like if you've got a $10,000 fine that you've got to pay to the government, but you don't have enough money to pay it. 
a friend could come along and say, look, I'm going to pay the 10,000 as a gift for you, right? They didn't have to do it, yeah. but they chose to do it because they didn't want you to have to have that fine looming over your head, right? And so this is what God is willing to do for us. God is willing to say, hey, look, I'm willing to pay for everything bad you've ever done wrong. I'll take the punishment. And so if God was to do that for you then, where would you get to go when you die? How would God do that? Well, I'll answer that in a second. But if he does, if God did do that for you, take 100% of your punishment, where would you get to go when you die? You go to heaven, right? Yeah, exactly. So that's how we're going to get to heaven. Not by God ignoring what we've done, because that's not justice, but by him paying it on our behalf. Do you see how that makes sense? Yeah, but, but why would God do that? Can't get for girls because it's God, right? No, because God cannot compromise his attributes. He can't compromise his characteristic of justice, right? If a judge wants to remain just, he cannot just let criminals go free with no punishment. And so if God wants to remain just, which he does, he's always going to be just, he cannot just automatically forgive. Do you understand? But how, how would God forgive us? Like? Well, he, he can't just overlook our sins. Someone's got to pay. Either you got to go to hell forever for everything wrong you've done, or God, God himself pays it for you. Now, the way that God was able to do that for you was that 2,000 years ago, he came down in the person of Jesus, and Jesus died on the cross to take the punishment we should rightfully get. And that means we get to go to heaven if we trust that he's done that for us, paid for our sin. But wasn't Jesus a good man, though? Say that again, sir. But wasn't Jesus a good man? Yeah, he was perfect. In fact, that's why he was eligible to do it. If he had sins of his own, he couldn't pay for our sins. But it's because he was perfect. He could pay for our sins. Right? And so he's offering to do this for you, man. If you actually read through the writings or the, the words of Jesus, what got recorded down from the first century, he definitely said that he came to give up his own life as a payment for people's sins. So he's offering it to you yeah. as well, then, if you would just accept it by trusting he did it for you. So let's say let's say you did that today, man. Let's say you did trust today that Jesus paid for everything bad you've done, but then tomorrow you did five more bad things and then you died. Would you go to heaven or hell? Probably hell. Okay, but the good news with Jesus, he dies for all of your past sins as well as all of your future sins if you're trusting in him. And so if you're trusting that he died for you and you still did the five sins the next day, where would you then end up? But like, what if I, like, um, if I kill someone? Yeah, obviously it's bad to kill someone. That's a sin. But there's no sin too big that Jesus says, oh, I can't, I can't pay for that one. But okay. once we do yeah. trust in him, we don't just want to do whatever we want. We want to actually start living better lives because we're grateful to him that he would give up his life to save us. Okay. But this, but so so, what's the answer to that question then? If you do trust he died for you and then do five more sins, do you go to heaven or hell? I uh, go to heaven, right? Correct, correct. But what if you don't trust that Jesus paid for your sin? Where would you end up? Well, I'll go to hell. Yeah, because then you get to pay for it yourself in hell forever. But since you definitely don't want to go to hell, when should you start trusting that Jesus died for all of your sins? I'm not sure. Well, do you know when you're going to die? No. Who knows? It could be today. It could be tomorrow. We'd have no idea when we're going to die. 
And so then, since you've got to trust that Jesus died for your sin before you die, when should you begin to trust that? Like right now. Yeah, right now. Good answer, man. That's a really good answer. And so let's say you did stand before God today, and he asked you, why should I let you into heaven? What do you think you'd say to him? Because I believe in Jesus. Yeah, you just point to Jesus. You'd say, look, Jesus paid for everything wrong I've done. That's why you can let me in. And if that's what you're trusting in, he can say, welcome to heaven. All of your sins have already been paid for in full. And so do you think that you're going to trust that from this day on? No. Okay. But just realize that if you don't trust that Jesus paid for your sin, then that means he won't take it for you. And so who's going to then pay for your sins? myself yeah and where is that punishment going to be taken i mean i think everyone should be irresponsible for their own actions so. yep and so where would that make you go to if you don't have jesus we have, right? okay so you know that if you reject jesus you're ending up in hell but if you do trust that jesus died for your sin you go to heaven and so yeah. this is this is the option you have either heaven or hell i'm just hoping that you realize the option for hell is a horrible option because that's suffering but the but the choice to go to heaven is the is the one you want to pick. Okay. Right? In in fact, if you're presented with that, the situation between life and death, right? You'd always pick the, the good option. You don't want to pick the bad option for you. You're in that scenario right now. God's offering you an amazing gift. God is greatly offended if you reject his gift. And you say, I don't want that. I want to take responsibility for my own sins. That's that's another sin to reject God's gift. And God is greatly displeased with that. And in fact, he in, he makes the punishment in hell even worse if you reject his gift that you've got to hear today. Okay. So then this should be a wake-up call for you, man, to trust that Jesus did that for you while he's offering you this forgiveness. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So do you think you will, man? Do you think you will trust that Jesus took that punishment for you? No. What's no. holding you back, man, from trusting that and accepting this gift? It doesn't, from you? it doesn't make sense to me. What doesn't make sense to you? How can Jesus die for sin? Like, well, because he lived perfectly, so he had no sins of his own, and then he was able so to God, take the punishment for What was that? So does that mean God can kill an innocent man? Well, there's only one innocent man who's ever lived. Every other human has done sins, but Jesus lived perfectly. Okay, but like, shouldn't you all be held responsible for your own actions? Yeah, that's that. That would be fairness if you get your own punishment. Just like fairness is you paying your own ten thousand dollar fine for breaking the law. But notice when your friend offered to pay it for you, you gratefully would accept that. Because you don't want to have to have the fine looming over your head. You would greatly accept his kindness. Okay. So if God's offering this to you, man, the worst thing you could do now is to reject his gift. And that's why it's actually a big sin to reject this gift from God. Does that make sense? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, I can still hear you. Hello? Can you hear me? Okay, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. So... It, it makes sense that someone can pay your $10,000 fine as a gift. And so it makes sense that 
Jesus could pay for your sins as a gift? Mm, the first part, the second part, no. Why? What's the difference? Why do you? Why do you not? Why do you? Because not? why can't God just forgive us? Well, we've already talked about that. We've, you've asked that a few times and have answered that because God cannot be unjust. If you're hoping that God will be right. unjust, I got news for you, man. God's never going to be unjust. He's never going to overlook sins because that would not uphold justice. Okay. So. If you're hoping, fingers crossed, God will just overlook what I do. No, he won't. You need someone to pay for your sins. Otherwise, you pay for it yourself in hell. Okay, yeah. So, man, God's given you an opportunity today. And this may be the yeah. last chance that God gives you to hear this message. It's like this. If you were... If you were drowning in the ocean because your boat had capsized and it was sinking, and I threw out a life vest to you, and I said, grab onto that. We'll pull you on board this, this boat here that I've got. If you choose to reject the offer of help, well, you're, well, you're going to drown in that ocean. And so in the same way, you're being offered this help from Jesus Christ. And, and I'm telling you, hey, accept what he's done for you. If you reject it, doesn't affect me, but it will affect you for all eternity, you bearing your own punishment now. I don't want that for you, man. So that's why I care deeply about you. And God has connected us for a reason so that you could hear this today. So you're going to think about this for yourself? Um, yeah. Yeah, please do. There's no accident God connected us together. And... Please, yeah, please think about it. And maybe I'll encourage you to do is read some of the accounts we have of Jesus. We've actually got historical accounts from the first century about what Jesus said. So what you could do is you could start in the book of John. All right, John's in the second half of the Bible. If you don't have a Bible, you can download one. They're for free on your phone, on the App Store or the Play Store. Go through that. Okay, yeah. Okay. And start reading at least a chapter every day, man, and that'll help you learn more. Okay, yeah, thank you. That makes sense, man. I just know that I deeply care about you, and that's why I'm sharing this with you today. Yeah, okay, okay yeah. Yeah, it's been, it's been good chatting to you, man. Awesome. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for that great chat with that young man who has, yeah, had a complete, a completely different mindset presented to him and the good news presented to him that there is an offer of forgiveness and that his hope of God, you just ignoring his sins, now he realizes that's not going to work. But Lord, I do pray that you would cause him to embrace the good news today. He's in your care. In Jesus' name, amen. Sinners find eternal joy in the triumph of the wounds by our Savior's crimson flow. Holy red has been removed, and your saints below, join with your saints above, rejoicing in the risen land. Praise be to God. I think, you know, I, even though I didn't say, but do you guys agree that I think he was a Muslim? I'm pretty sure he was. And that 
they think, oh, hopefully God will just ignore my sins. He'll just overlook them. Why would God overlook your sins? There's not a single good reason why God would. Yeah, Hudson says, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think he was a Muslim. Why would God ignore your sins? But it was a good conversation with him. He wasn't too resistant, which is good. Hey, you're back. <laughs> Make sure you go read through John, all right, man? Make sure you go through John. I will. And if you want to, you could. He said he's well. That's good. Howdy, dude. Hey, got a question hey. for you. What? Hey, what do you think happens to us after we die? Um, I think we're sent to the pearly gates and judged. Yeah, I agree. So either we go to heaven or we go to hell, don't we? Sure. So do you think that you'll go to heaven? Mm, I hope so. I hope so. Yeah. Would you say you've been a good person? Uh, I don't think it matters. Okay. Why would you say it doesn't matter? Uh, I think that that belief in the salvation alone is is all that I really need. Yeah, but you only really need salvation if we first acknowledge that we are a sinner and deserve hell. Because if we didn't deserve sure. hell, there's no need for salvation. Right. So when you say being a good person, do you mean like like faithful works? No. Or... Okay. What, I guess what I mean is like, do you think you've lived exactly how God wants you to live? No. No, none of us have. And so if God was to judge you just purely based on how you've lived, where would you deserve to go to? We're screwed. Yeah, we deserve hell, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> so then how could we not end up in hell, do you think? Hmm, I suppose obey the commandments, accept the salvation. Okay. So even if we were to obey the commandments from now on, would that get rid of our past sins that we've done? No. You're right. So then it would be just by the salvation thing that you're mentioning, which is Jesus. Right, dying right. for our sins and rising from the dead. And so if Jesus does take 100% of your punishment, how much punishment is left for you? None. Right. So then if you don't have to go to hell anymore, where do you get to go to? Hopefully into the clouds. Would it just be hopefully heaven or would it be definitely heaven if he takes all your punishment? Definitely. But I do have a question. Yeah. So why did God choose a human sacrifice to be representative of his uh, forgiving of our sins. Is he a stickler for appearances? Like we sacrifice lambs on the altar to him in the old Testament. So he's like, okay, you can, you can relate to that. So I'm going to do that for you. Is, is reason, that why? The reason is because it was humans that sinned. And so humans would need to get punished. And so Jesus then to be the perfect substitute had to be a human. Very interesting. Yeah. Makes so then what's the reason then ultimately why you get to go to heaven? Because Jesus died on the cross. Right. So not at all because you kept the commandments then, right? Right. And not because you prayed or done anything, but just because of Jesus. We just got to accept that by trusting in our mind that he's already ta taken the punishment for all of our sin. So should we assume then that... A, a a true Christian, once they've accepted that, they would be inclined to do good things. Exactly. So, you, so you, okay, so 
not just I accept the salvation, I go do bad things, I still go to heaven. It's 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 Correct. it follows now. Exactly. So we, we do good good deeds are important, but we don't do them to go to heaven. We do them because we, we're going to heaven. I see. As a way of saying thank you to Jesus for what he's done for us. I see. As a form of gratitude. I like that. I like that better than do it just because it's it's right. I like there being right. So let me ask you this then. What if you do trust in what Christ did today, but then you do another 10 sins tomorrow and then you died in the middle of that last sin? Would you go to heaven or hell? If I still accepted the salvation and believed in it, I, I don't think that repentance is necessary. Like I don't think there's a reset button for your for your sins. Right. So if you're still trusting in Jesus, you'd go to heaven, would you say? Yeah. Because he paid for past, present, and future sins, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Very But what if what if someone doesn't trust in what Christ did for them? Where do they end up? Uh hell. Uh, right. Yeah. Now you said at the beginning though, you're hoping you'll go to heaven. Right? Right. So you wouldn't say that you're a hundred percent certain that you'll go in? No, because I'm not a hundred percent certain that I accept the salvation, right? Because I have doubts. I go through phases of deism and agnosticism throughout my life, you know, not on a, a weekly basis, but throughout the years. So I'm not sure how to gauge once I've a hundred percent accepted that, because isn't that what's necessary? A hundred percent acceptance of the salvation, the belief that it happened, the belief that Jesus existed, died, rose from the dead, right? Yeah, yeah, you have to truly believe that. Do you truly believe that at the moment? I really, really want to. And and I'm definitely a lot closer than I was before. But, you know, I hear counter arguments here and there and stuff that makes me think. And I think that doubt and questioning, although natural and necessary, means that you're not 100% certain. I think, though, like sometimes doubts can pop into your mind, but you can just defeat them immediately by just a bit of common sense. So just like if if a bit of doubt came into your mind about, was there someone who built my house? You would knock that doubt out of the mind by saying, well, it couldn't exist unless someone built this house. Sure. And so that's the same thing with God's existence. You're like, well, the universe couldn't even exist unless there was a creator for it. Right. Right. Um, in terms of like Jesus, Jesus has shown himself to be true by rising from the dead three days after he died. And we've got good historical evidence that shows that. And if you don't have Jesus, who's going to pay for your sins? Right. You have to, you have to be yourself. Well, I have a question. Yep. If, if people were were doomed to be judged by their actions and many of them went to are in hell and are in heaven before the death of Jesus, the sacrifice. Does that mean that God at one point changed his mind and said, okay, something needs to be done. So I'm going to send this sacrifice because I get, I get in these, these thought loops in my head of, well, if predestination, then why this and that, why the need for a change now at this point in time, I, I, it doesn't make yeah, a lot I don't of think there me. was a change like that. Instead, the reason why people who go to heaven in the Old Testament is the same reason we can, because of Christ dying for our sins. Now, Christ hadn't died yet, though, but God was able to proactively 
apply the sacrifice of Jesus to those people's sins if they had faith back in the Old Testament. I see. Yeah. So it's always by faith throughout both Old and New Testament that we're saved. Right. So does Jesus's sacrifice still apply to those people who have already been judged or is their fate sealed? Judgment doesn't happen until the time Jesus returns. I see. I see. So so they haven't been judged yet. They're just there. Yep. So they're either in heaven or hell because God knows everything. He already knows the outcome of where they will go on judgment day. So he's already able to take them to heaven or hell temporarily. I see. Well, what's the purpose of judgment then? So that all of our actions do come out into the light so that we get to see them, what we've done across our whole life, so that it may humble us if we are believers and appreciate his mercy even more. But if we were not trusting in Christ to make us realize how bad we were and therefore have the guilt and shame and condemnation for all eternity. I see. Interesting. So these things that they talk about happening in Revelations, the you know, the, the trumpets and the red dragon and, and all this all this fantastical stuff, is that literal or is it uh, metaphorical? Yeah, so it's not literal. It's a symbolic book, the book of Revelation. So the descriptions, <laughs> like when it talks about Jesus having a sword come out of his mouth, that's not actually a literal sword. That's just him having the ability to speak and that destroys his enemies and so on. I see. So will all people know like when these things are happening? Like you won't have to seek it out. You'll know that, hey, everybody, like Jesus is here. Yeah. It, it's happening. It's okay. a public event. Every eye is going to see Jesus. God's going to send out his angels to gather people from wherever they happen to be to gather them before Jesus to be judged. I see. I see. So I ask that because people like to quibble a lot today over, oh, well, this guy's probably the Antichrist or this guy is. I feel like that pretty easy a lot easier to find out like it wouldn't take a lot of speculation and investigation to figure that out right right and i think we can ultimately know who that antichrist will be once christ returns because christ is coming to destroy him right i see very interesting well i hope it happens in our day and age that would be quite something to see oh yeah absolutely we can't wait i can't wait for jesus to come back but what i would just say is this is that this might be helpful because Having doubts here and there, I don't think that means, therefore, you can't trust in Jesus. Right. If you're in an airplane, you're about to jump out, you may know, okay, the parachute's what I need. You put the parachute on. Now, you may still have slight doubts about the parachute. You may not know everything about parachutes, but you can still know this is what I need to save me from the jump. And so you put your full trust in it. Right. And so Uh you can do the same thing and say, well, I may not know everything about Jesus but I know that he is trustworthy and he's uh, what I need to save me from the judgment to come. So I'm going to put my trust in him because what else could I put my trust in? Nothing else is going to save me from hell. Certainly nothing to lose either. Right. Yeah. You gain everything. Right. But I don't like to look at it in such a utilitarian way. Like, Oh, well I'm just minimizing the chance that I'm punished by some God by, I don't, I don't like that. Right, exactly. So it's not just like we're hoping there's a God. No, we know there's a God because the universe can't make itself. We know God cares about morality because he's given us a conscience. And therefore, there has to be a hell and a heaven where he's going to then punish those that do bad. Uh Uh-huh. And this this source of objective morality, is that something that God has come up with? Or is, is, I know that's a, that's, 
different his argument. Own nature. So his he didn't just arbitrarily make up a standard. It's just what his nature is is to be moral, and that's what he then gave us as standards for us to live by. The basis. Okay. So what about all these people who want to argue? They, they like to argue with Christians. They'll say, oh, well, Leviticus chapter and verse, you know, you can do this and that, and this is permissible in the Bible. Therefore, Christians are bad people. Well, I'll say when that happens, I try to say, well, we're not bound by Old Testament sacrificial and ceremonial law and stuff like that. And they, okay. Well, they don't buy it. I wonder if there's a better way that I can argue that with them. Well, I'd just say, who were those laws given to? The Old uh -huh. Testament laws were not given to us. They were only given for the Israelite people. In fact, even if you read, I was reading through uh, Deuteronomy about chapter 14 the other day, and it said, even with the food laws, it says, you're not allowed to eat Israel anything that dies of itself, right? any animal that died by itself. But foreigners are, if there's foreigners who live amongst you, they can eat that stuff, but you can't. Uh -huh. So these were laws specifically for Israel, not for other nations. We're not Israel. We're not living in that land. These laws aren't applicable then for us. But the laws in the New I, Testament are. I see. I see. Interesting. Yeah. So what would you say to God if he asked you today, why should I let you into heaven? Because I have accepted the salvation that you gave us. Like, I understand why it happened, how it happened, when it happened, and who it happened to. And I believe in it. I, I do, even though I might have my doubts. And, well, I won't say hopefully that'll persuade him because <laughs> I, know yeah. you, I know you don't like words. So I, it will persuade him that I, my, I should my inherit. My encouragement, though, my encouragement is this, that because do we go to heaven because of what we do for God or because of what he's done for us? What he's done. So I, I, our answer to God, I don't think, should start with I. I did this. I believe that. Because then we're pointing to ourselves. Our uh -huh. answer should I be see. pointing to what he's done for us. I see. So because of the salvation you've granted us through your son. Yeah. Uh, You're going to say, because Jesus died for my sins. That's why he can let me into heaven. He took all the punishment I should get. Uh, so did he, was that literal? Did he truly bear the weight of all because I, I remember i don't know if it was satan talking to jesus and he said you know no man can bear all the sins of of man it's 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 too great so did he literally bear like the punishment of that everybody was supposed to have not everybody but only for those who would believe he took their punishment those who don't believe they take their own punishment in hell i see and some people say that jesus actually went to hell for a period is that true it does seem to imply in First Peter three nineteen that he did go and visit hell, not to suffer there. He didn't suffer in hell, but to proclaim victory over the demons locked up there, because Jesus yeah. runs both heaven and hell, so it makes sense that he would visit hell. I see, I see. So, if I I don't remember much from Revelation, I'm going back to Revelation for just a second. Yeah. But when they talk about a lot of the stuff that happened, they're referring to like the the war in heaven and the the betrayal by Lucifer and and that kind of stuff, right? Is that what's being described in the beginning? Yeah, Revelation is a comfort to Christians, particularly in times of persecution. It's explaining why you're going through hardship now because you're not on the beast team. You're on God's team, on Jesus' team. Huh. And so that's why you can't buy or sell. That's why you can't You get all these things going on in your life that are hard. But the comfort is look who wins and look who loses in the end. 
The beast team, Satan's team loses. They get thrown into hell. Jesus' team wins. So it's worth it. <laughs> Stick with Jesus, even though it may be hard now. So is that the motivation behind the temptation of, of Eve? Was Satan trying to prove to God that, hey, I can corrupt your creation? Is that the whole reason why he was trying to do that? Yeah. Well, we're not told exactly what Satan's motivation was, but we just seem to see that he hates God. He hates God's purposes and he wants to try and stop them. But by what Satan intends for evil, God usually turns it around for good in the end. And so by there being sin in the world, it now provides an opportunity for God to show salvation and forgiveness. And so God is shown to be amazing in that way. Yeah. So then, out of 100, how sure are you right now that you'll go to heaven when you die? Well, 100. Yeah, if you're trusting what he's done, you can be like, yeah, I'm certain. Nothing can separate me from his love if he paid for my sin. And so does doing good things then have any part in getting you into heaven? No, you're right. So then let's say a friend said to you, I think I'm going to heaven because I'm a good person. Would that friend go to heaven or hell? Hell. Yeah. And why? Because uh, that's not the point of Christianity. Being a, a good person and doing good things is not the point. Right. It's not the... So his trust is in, in himself, so he pays for his own sins then. But what if you had another friend who said, I'm going to heaven because of two reasons. First reason is because Jesus died for me. And the second reason is because I think I'm a good person. Where would he end up? Irrelevant. First reason is all you need. But is he trusting only in Jesus to get him into heaven? No. No, he's thinking it's 50% Jesus and 50% himself. So then does he really believe that Jesus died for all of his sins? No. So where Does anyone he feel a need to compensate for them? So where, did, where does he go? Hell. He goes to hell. Exactly right. So what about people who say faith without works is dead? I've heard it time and time again. I don't even know what part of the Bible it's from or if it is at all, but, but what, what does that mean? Yeah, that's in James chapter 2. And what it simply means is there's two kinds of people who claim to be Christians, those who have true faith and those who don't. Huh? How do you know who is which? Those who have true faith will start living differently and start seeking to obey God and do good things. Those who say, yeah, I'm a Christian, I can do whatever I want, and I don't care less, they're the fake Christians. They're the ones who are not really trusting in Jesus, so they're on their way to hell. Right. So it's helpful, because you don't know, have people who say, yeah, I'm a Christian, I support LGBT, and I love all this other kind of stuff. You can be like, hey, that's not a good sign if you're just endorsing things that God says we shouldn't endorse. Right. Right. I see. Yeah. So there well, are people who think it's faith plus works, which is what a lot of people sadly think. They won't make it in because uh -huh. they're thinking that Jesus was not enough to save them. Why does the path, right? That leads to destruction. Yeah. Okay. Uh, hmm. Wow. So do you read Very... your Bible much? Every day. Good. Keep that up. Keep that up. Every single day. Keep you read like a chapter yeah. or so? Uh, yeah, maybe a not a lot because it's so it's so dense what you can find in just four or five sentences. So I try to read it in the morning when I wake up and and reflect throughout the rest of the day because I feel like you really have to put a lot of time into it. Like if you've read your Bible in six months or a year, you didn't really read the Bible; you just read the words. Like I feel like unless it's your full time job. So yeah, yeah, I think. 
I think definitely there's sometimes it's good to read for breadth so to get the kind of the main gist of it and other times you may want to go in depth on particular verses passages sure. so I would I would definitely recommend if you're getting to a few verses in the morning maybe try and do the remainder of the chapter in the evening or something like that so you can get at least through a chapter every day and you'll and you'll get start making your way through it because otherwise if you only read like a few verses you're going to take it's going to be like 15 years before you get through the whole bible sure yeah absolutely that's that is uh do you recommend a specific version uh i recommend just one that's in modern english rather than the king james so i like the esv because it's it's a good balance yeah. between literalness and readability i see so would you recommend like um uh, for the serious scholar like a koine greek direct transliteration or something like that no i wouldn't recommend that to people like obviously uh -huh. you can learn the greek if you really want to go in depth but our english translations are already so reliable like esv so reliable when i studied koine greek at university i found the esv was the translation that most accurately um lined up with what the koine greek literally says so sure. there's no need to study the original languages then if we've got such good english translations out there sure sure well that's what all the that's what a lot of muslims argue with me with well our book is it's never been you know tainted or, or, or messed with or anything which is not and true. I tried the Quran has been changed a lot of times. Uthman burned well, all the ones he didn't like, the, the third caliph. Yeah. And I try to I try to explain to them like even if the Bible, if everything around the, the gospels was 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 changed completely, that's it's irrelevant because the, the part about Jesus' sacrifice is the whole point. Like that's like that's what I try to argue with them. That's the whole the whole gist of it. It doesn't matter about the genealogies and the this and the histories it's nice it's supportive but and the reality is the bible hasn't actually been changed we can we've discovered right. thousands of manuscript copies of the bible to show that hasn't changed but muslims just propagate the idea that's been changed without any base without even looking it up just because that's what mm -hmm. their leaders tell them sure yeah yeah and, be, and because I'd like it's, a, it's a big flaw in islam because they claim the bible's from god but they teach opposite things to what the bible says right it's, yeah. I'd really like to look into those writings of the Roman historians. I think Tacitus is one of them. Who, yeah, who, Tacitus. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, a couple of others. But I think that's that's a really good it's a really good thing to bring up when people argue like, well, your your reasoning is circular. You know, you're arguing about the Bible from within the Bible. And if I can say, well, hey, I have primary sources from an outside, you know, yeah. proceed. Important. Exactly. And I think it's also remember helpful to remember that the the Bible is simply a collection of 66 individual documents. Right. So therefore, if these are individual documents, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, written by people who are in the first century, who are eyewitnesses of these events, then they actually have historical value even in that, regardless of whether they were collated into one book later on. That doesn't matter. Uh -huh. Still, in, They still have historical weight as individual documents. Uh-huh. I see. Um, let's see. Is there anything else that I want? Oh, would Jesus have spoken any Latin? Like, surely he would have had to have had a way to communicate with the, the Roman soldiers, right? So he, the common language wasn't Latin. Aramaic? It was actually Koine Greek. That was the common uh. language in the Roman Empire because of Alexander the Great. 
who reigned before that. And uh-huh. Latin was just used in the official kind of writings in some ways, but it was more Greek that was the common language. And so that Jesus would have spoken three languages then, Koine Greek, um, Hebrew, and Aramaic. I see. I see. Interesting. Cool. Yeah. Well, um, oh, I, I was talking to somebody the other day, and they, they kept saying that Mary Magdalene was tried to have uh, a relationship with Jesus or something. There was some like some sexual perversion they were talking about. What 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 that's, what is that? If it... That's Dan Brown's fictional novel called The Da Vinci Code. That's not from the uh, Bible. That's okay. Not, not even a single source from anywhere in the early centuries would even propose that as an idea. Yeah, uh, yeah, they didn't seem like they knew too much what they were talking about, but uh, they did bring it up. So Mary um, Magdalene, she's mentioned in the Bible just as a follower of Jesus, but nothing, right. she, nothing that there was any sort of relationship. Yeah, she was um, the wealthy, like head of the female apostles, right? And donated a lot to Jesus's cause, and as far as I understand, so yeah, it's not much. It, it just knows she had seven demons in her beforehand that Jesus cast out. And I don't know if it describes her as wealthy. It just they would help out, like the women and others would help out with the, maybe the food and stuff. See. Yeah. All right. That's good, man. That's all. I can think about it off the top of my head. I'm sure I'll have lots of other questions in the future. No worries, man. It's good. And also, I'll pass on to you. You've got a, if you use TikTok or Instagram or YouTube, got a channel on there, needgod.net. You could check it out. Yeah. Uh, let me just copy this because I might forget it. Cool. So, do you, are you a, a theologian or a theologist by trade? <laughs> I'm more of an evangelist. So I like to share the good news of the gospel with people, go and tell people about uh, Christ and what he's done and give give answers and give a defense of the faith to people. Sure. Yeah. Very noble. I think it's very necessary. Yeah. To go to glory. And just hold on, hold on to that truth every day. Just remind yourself to have the assurance of salvation and remind yourself, I'm not going to heaven because of me. I know I don't live up to God's standards. It's all just up to Jesus and what he's done. And because without him, I'm lost. I would be in hell, so I'm going to just put all my eggs in one basket and trust in him that he will save me from the punishment to come. Absolutely. Fantastic. Fantastic. My name's Ryan. What was your name, man? My name's Joe. Nice to meet you. Nice meeting you, Joe. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good night. See ya. That was a good chat there with Joe. Let's pray for him. Heavenly Father, do you pray for Joe? Um, Do you pray that his confidence will be in Christ alone to save him? Help him now to continue growing in his faith, reading his scripture, your scriptures every day. In Jesus' name, amen. Before the throne of God above, I have a strong and perfect plea. A great high priest whose name is love, whoever lives and pleads for me. My name is graven on his hand my name is written on his heart i know that while in him he stands no tongue can bid me thence depart no tongue can bid me thence depart
Praise God. To answer his questions and point him to Jesus. God is good all the time. Let's press that button. God is good all the time. All the time. Let's press it again. All the time. God is good. Absolutely. All right, let's get into your questions, everyone. But let's get our UK friend. I'm not talking about Alfie, but this guy here. No chat is in vain. No chat is in vain. <laughs> I love it. No chat is in vain, everyone. Let's get into your questions, though, now. All right. So good to see you guys in the chat, in the chat, enjoying this stream and listening in. Thank you for praying also for those that we witnessed to. Okay, there was a question from Christ in me. Could you go over some verses that oppose the view of sleeping in the grave until judgment day? Yeah, 2 Corinthians 5.8, which says, Absent with the body at home with the Lord. Uh, Luke 16, Lazarus and the rich man. The rich man already went to hell, even though his brothers were still alive on the earth. Paul says, First Corinthians, uh, Philippians 1.23, I would much rather depart from this earth and be with Christ, for that is far better. So when you leave this earth, you go to be with Christ. You don't hang around. And he even says to the thief on the cross, the same thing. Today you'll be with me in paradise. So you don't sleep in the ground. Your body may, but your soul does not. This one from Carlos. If I fight against someone who's a Muslim and I'm a Christian, even though it's a sin, does God help me? God's not going to help you sin. We aren't called to fight unbelievers. That's Islam. We're called to love them and reach out to them for Christ. This one from Yo Ant. What does God say about dropping out of school or not caring about school? It tells you that you should have a different attitude towards things that you do in life. In Colossians 3.23, it says this, Whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men. Whatever you do, whatever schoolwork, whatever job, whatever activities, even you doing the dishes, unloading the dishwasher, you mowing the lawn or cleaning your house, do it heartily, work heartily, as for the Lord and not for men. So basically, as if you're, as if God Himself said you should do it. When God, when your teacher says, "Do this homework before tomorrow," you should see that as God's now told me I must do that homework before tomorrow, because that is an authority in your life. That teacher is an authority in your life that you must obey, because we have to submit to every, every human institution, and to those in authority above us, including parents, teachers bosses and the government but just remember don't put school above above eternal things sometimes people can go to the extreme where they put school above god and godly things and that's don't go to that extreme this one from matt how do we store up treasures in heaven and does the bible say what the treasures are going to be you store up your treasures in heaven by serving god by doing any good thing that God wants you to do is a way of storing up treasure in heaven, as long as you do it with good motives. What are the treasures? They potentially could be roles or responsibilities that God gives us in heaven. And we get that from the parable of the miners. 
This one from Motsu. If there was a Gentile in the Old Testament days who had faith, would he be saved? Yes. In fact, there were. Think of Rahab who had faith and she was a Gentile. She's mentioned in the Hall of Faith in Hebrews 11. This one from a Torrent Bag. Is it bad to listen to rap music that has bad words in it? Yes, it is bad to listen to rap music with bad words in it. Don't be listening to unwholesome stuff. If you wouldn't feel comfortable listening to that kind of music with Jesus, then you know you shouldn't be listening to it. Be careful, little ears, what you hear. Be careful, little ears, what you hear. What you hear is what you often say yourself. So be careful what you listen to. Uh, Ants also asked about, Hey, Ryan, you said that God doesn't speak to us through visions or dreams, but Job 3.14 says otherwise. Could you please clarify? Okay, two things I'd firstly say. Job 33 is not God speaking, but one of Job's friends that is speaking there. And one of Job's friends, uh, in fact, all of Job's friends were rebuked by God for saying things that were false. So you don't trust, don't say, oh, Job's friend said this, so therefore it's true. No, because God rebuked them for saying a whole lot of falsehoods that they shouldn't have said. So always check to see who's saying it. Who's saying it. Secondly, has God spoken through dreams and visions? Absolutely, God has done that. Think of in the Bible with Samuel. You know, that. Uh, or even the Apostle Paul having that revelation. In fact, Paul had a bunch of visions. Where he had Jesus appear to him and say different things at different times. So can God do that? Absolutely he can. Should we expect it? No. We shouldn't expect that we are going to get a dream or vision and that's going to be from God. In fact, if you got a dream tonight and you dreamed about eating honey, are you going to think, oh, that's from God. That means I've got to have honey and peanut butter on toast for breakfast. No. You don't read into that. And so, therefore, even though God can speak through dreams, you don't expect he is. You think you should just ordinarily think, my dreams are just my own mind running wild. How does God speak to me? In a very clear way, the Bible. It's interesting that those people who often want to go to dreams and visions often haven't even don't even read their Bible very much. If you haven't memorized the entire Bible, then you've got more than enough information for you to read of the Bible, of God's truth. Until you've got that memorized, don't seek for anything else. In fact, even if you have got it memorized, don't seek for anything else because God's word is sufficient. This one from Jabba Hut: Does heaven look like earth or is it in the clouds? Heaven is a brand new earth. It's not the clouds. It's a brand new earth with a new body. This one from Motsu. In Romans 1.20, it says, he says, we are not born with knowledge. So does that mean that sooner or later someone eventually finds out about God? We all know some things by nature. We have a conscience, so we know right from wrong already, inherently. God's existence? Well, Romans 1.20 says we all know God's real. Every one of us does. There's not a single person who doesn't. Why? Because it's clearly perceived in the things that have been made ever since the creation of the world. So yes, everyone does know God's real. 
That's the whole point. This is so they are without excuse. So everyone is without excuse because we all know God's real. Ant has asked, could you talk about the Ethiopian Orthodox Church? Yeah, the Orthodox and even the Ethiopian Orthodox Church, they have added um, 14 extra books into their Bible, which is not a good thing to do because those 14 extra books were not considered to be scripture by Jesus or by the apostles or by the Jewish community that Jesus was a part of. So therefore, that's not a good thing that they added those 14 extra books in. Secondly, they believe in also salvation by a form of works. They think you have to get baptized to be saved. They think that you can't even know if you're going to heaven or not. And they think that you've got to take part in the Eucharist as well to be saved. Those things are unbiblical. Now, there may be some people who attend an Orthodox church who don't believe that. They believe what the Bible says instead. And that's fine. But I'm just telling you what the official teaching is of the the Ethiopian or just generally the Orthodox church. Because across the world, the Orthodox church is pretty much the same in what their beliefs are. And so I wouldn't recommend an Orthodox church to go to if you've got a choice of which church you go to. Go to one that teaches we're saved not by baptism, not by any Eucharist or works, but by faith alone. You'll even find the Orthodox church claims to be the only way to get to heaven is if you attend their local church. That's a sign of a cult. That's not biblical. There's not salvation only in one particular church. There's salvation in Christ. Regardless of if, ever, if someone's turned up to a church in their life, if a person comes to faith in Jesus. Ninjas ask, what does the Bible say about gambling? It says, don't love money. The love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. It also, gambling usually shows a discontented heart where you're not satisfied with what you've currently got, so you're doing something extremely irresponsible and therefore showing uh, probably a love of money. This one from Torrit. Hey, I'm a producer who makes beats and people make bad music too, with an exception to some Christian rappers. So what should I do about it? Yeah, so you're saying you're a producer and you may have to, what, produce music for people that have bad lyrics? Just the sounds, yeah. So that would be a judgment call. So if you're having to listen to it, the music, and it's got all this swearing and stuff, and you're like, oh, maybe you'd have to say to those artists, I can't do that. But if you're just doing the beats, like the background, not listening to the lyrics, then then you're not having to hear it, then that may be okay. Okay, we're going to just do um, just two more questions, and we're going to get some more chats up. Jabba the Hutt's asked, is heaven in the sky? Now, we've answered that one. When they were making the Tower of Babel, they weren't trying to reach heaven where God dwells. They were trying to reach the heavens, which is the stars, the planets, the galaxies. So the word heaven and heavens means different things. And Sword asked, is replacing cuss words with other words, is that okay? Don't. I wouldn't even say it's good to, re to, to replace it with something else, but instead to just say something completely different. So don't say something that sounds so sim similar to the swear word that people know you've just replaced a swear word with another word that sounds pretty similar. Then you're, you're, you're doing probably not good, not what's good. Instead, 
instead of swearing at all, just describe how you're feeling. If you're surprised, you say, wow, that's amazing. That's incredible. You don't have to swear in the process. All right, good questions, everyone. Let's get some more chats up right about now. All right, let's see if our friendly Glenn is there who can share a chat with us. Um, you guys can cheer a Glenn on. He does so well with his conversations. So, yeah, go Glenn. Let's pass over to you, man. Thank you, Ryan. No worries. I was just, just pondering something. I had a chat earlier, Ryan, and um, actually it was this chat, the one that I've got here, 29 minutes, two seconds, two and nearly four, three hours ago. And the guy came to grasp the gospel, and the very first thing he said was this. I have to tell my mum and dad. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's a common response people will have if someone truly grasps the gospel. Man, I've got to share this with others. But yeah. there's another common response I get, and that is, I don't want to sin anymore. When someone truly comes to understand the gospel, they go, now I understand why I don't want to sin because I love the one who's done this amazing thing for me. And so, so I was just good. sitting pondering that wonderful truth. Yeah. And so we need to labor the gospel, get people to really understand the gospel. And then the other stuff's just going to come, isn't it? <laughs> Someone truly is saved. It does. It really does. The gospel truly is that power of God for salvation. And then obedience flows Yeah, from that. Well, we don't need to be the Holy Spirit, right? We, we, right? we don't need to follow people up, even though we do want to follow people up. We want to disciple them, but um, yeah. Now God will catch, God will not only catch the person, he'll then clean them. Right? He awesome. catches his yeah, fish. Yeah, he cleans them. So do you want to hit the uh, dark mode button as well for... Oh, yep. Sorry. Dark mode yeah. on. There we go. For all you uh, light motors, I apologize as you get blinded and eye strain as you look at the dark mode, but um, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> okay. uh, Father, just ask for your help as I uh, launch into this chat, Lord. I just thank you for that chat that I had three hours ago with that young man who, who just came to see the simplicity and the, and the wonder of your gospel and Thank you for answering my fumbling prayer that time. And I just ask for your help, my fumbling prayer this time, that you would just help me to, um, in my weakness, proclaim your amazing gospel and that you would show your strength. I need your help. Amen. Hey there. Got a, got a question for you. Hey there, got a question for you. It's a deep question. What do you guys think happens after you die? Ooh, lost my headphones. Give me a second. Just want to put that there. Oh, okay. Put my headphones back in. Oh, you're still with me. I'm amazed you haven't skipped. Ha <laughs> 
That was so funny. He, he endured all that <laughs> and then he skipped. Did you just escape from prison? Uh, no, I haven't. I just like the color orange because oh. I, I love brightness. Okay. I love color. And so, okay. yeah, yeah. Um, orange is one of my favorite mm -hmm. colors. So I have a question for you. What is it? My question is, what do you think happens after we die? You, um, what's that word called? Um, your flesh, like, distinguishes pretty much. Is that what so it's called? So you decompose? Yes. Right, okay. Now, do you think we have an afterlife? Do you think we have more than just bodies? Do you think we have a soul? Mm, maybe. Maybe? Okay. Do you believe God is real? Honestly, no. <laughs> Honestly, no? All right, all right. I do believe there's a God because if I told you my house made itself, would you believe me? Mm, no, because I'm positive people made your house. Yeah, I'm positive too. Because it's illogical to say something made itself. There has to be a yeah. builder for my house, right? Yep. Yeah. Have you ever seen the builders of my house? No. No. So therefore... Wouldn't the house you can see prove that the builders are real? Hmm. They honestly ain't. Yeah, wouldn't the same thing be true for this universe that we're in? True. Yeah. The universe hmm. that we can see all around us would prove the universe maker that we've never seen, right? Yeah. And that's why I believe God is real. Does that make sense? Oh, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. Do you care about justice? sometimes 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 not you're like oh that person just murdered someone i don't care about justice that they shouldn't be caught they shouldn't be punished exactly really you think it's okay to murder sometimes <laughs> <laughs> of course you don't yes orange for holland is that right reuben All right, where did I get to in this chat? During God's existence. All right, Father, thank you for that opportunity. Two minutes, 16 seconds with that person. I just pray that that would be um, something that is stone in their shoe, Lord, that would uh, make them trip over their suppression. And Lord, that you, that you would lead up other laborers raise up other laborers to bring the law and the gospel to them uh, leave them in your care and i ask for your help with this next chat is written i need your help i'm weak you're strong may i be able to glorify you and help me to represent you well i need your help amen How about you make me? How about you get your mom to make me something? Dang. Hey there, I got a question for you. Get some tacos. Nigga, what is a tacos? Hey guys, am I talking to all three of you? Can you all hear me? Oh, we can. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, what do you think happens after you die? Shit. I'm gonna be honest with you, bro. I'm gonna be honest with you, bro. 
we relive that we relive again. We live again. I agree. Actually, yeah, you're right. you get a I new agree life. That we will continue to live in the afterlife. Do you guys believe God is real? Yes. Yeah, yep. I I do too. Yep. It makes sense because the universe couldn't make itself, right? Do you believe in Buddha? I believe Buddha was a person, but I don't believe Buddha is God. Mm. Because whoever okay. God, uh, well, okay. the universe around us would prove to us or explain to us who God really is, right? Um, mm -hmm. Do you care about justice, guys? What was that? Do you care about justice? Yeah. Yeah, I do too. Everyone cares deeply about justice. And if we know there's a universe maker that made this universe and people get away with murder in this life, that proves an afterlife with a place of punishment, right? Right. Just hell, so right? therefore, if there's a place of punishment, there must also be a place of no punishment. What do you think you have to do to get to heaven, guys? You're right, by God. And clean your sins. Okay. And ask God for forgiveness. Okay. Ask for God for forgiveness. So you think you need to be good enough to get to heaven. Do you think you're a good person? Not everybody's a good person. Everybody does something in their lifetime. I agree. I'd say, therefore, everyone is a bad person. For example, have you ever lied? Yes. Yeah. yeah. What about this one? Have yeah. you ever disobeyed your parents? Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. And last yeah. one, have you ever been angry with someone or used bad language with them? Yes. Uh -huh. So if you died today and God judged you, would you be innocent or guilty? Guilty. Guilty. And so would you deserve guilty. a reward or a punishment? Punishment. Wait. What sounds, punishment. Yeah. What sounds more like a punishment to you, heaven or hell? Hell. Hell. Now, someone said ask for forgiveness to get to heaven. Think about it for a moment. If I commit five serious crimes, but say to the judge, judge, I'm sorry, please forgive me. Is the judge going to let me go free or send me to prison? No. Are you in prison? In right. prison. Same with God. Asking for forgiveness won't remove your punishment. Now, I've got good news. Oh, wait, I got a question. Sure. <laughs> so, like, so, like, we're not really a person, like, not a human, but we got an orb inside of us. So, like, when you hear that, so, like, you know, hold on, hold on, hold on. So, when you hear somebody talking inside of you, that's the real you, but the person, like, IRL, like, your real skin is not really you. Interesting. Okay, but you've got a problem. We know God is real. We know we've broken his law. We know there's going to be a place of punishment after we die. How can we remove the punishment? If asking for forgiveness won't help, what will? Do you want to hear good news? What? Yeah. What if someone was willing to take your punishment for you as a gift? Someone took 100% of your hell punishment. How much would be left for you to get in hell? Zero. Right. So therefore, where would you go when you die? I'm going to heaven. Right. And the one who's willing to do that for you is Jesus. That's why he died on the cross and rose again three days later. Does that make sense? Right. That yeah. do make sense. Does it? <laughs> so <laughs> if Jesus died on the cross to take all your punishment, where do you he go? When you die? Say it again, Jesus, my If Jesus died on the cross to take all your hell punishment, where would you go when you die? To heaven. Right. So what's the reason why you can go to heaven? It's because uh, 
Forgiveness. Nah, he took the. You know what I'm saying? He's taking our time. You've brought. You've got it. Who's taking your time? Jesus. Jesus. And how did Jesus take your time? How did he remove your hell punishment? By taking it for us. How? By dying on the cross. Bingo. The reason we go to heaven is not because we're good enough, not because we've asked for forgiveness, but because Jesus died on the cross. And he did that as a gift. And you simply accept that gift by trusting that Jesus died for you, right? Right. Yeah. But what if you don't trust that Jesus died on the cross for you? Then where will you go when you die? Hell. Right. And so when should you start trusting that Jesus died for you? No. Right. Because we don't know when we will die. And after we die, it will be too late. So right now is when you should start trusting that he died for you. Now, just to confirm this, what if someone was to trust that Jesus died for them today, but then tomorrow they did 10 more sins and died? Where would they end up? Heaven or hell? Hell. Wrong answer. Do you know, do you see why it's a wrong answer? Oh, can you explain that one more time? Let me say it yeah. one more time. Sure. I'll, I'll back up a little bit. If someone was to start trusting that Jesus died for them today, and then tomorrow they did 10 more wrong things and died, where would they end up? Heaven or hell? Oh, they would go heaven because they... You said if they do more wrong things and then they die? Yep. But I was going to say they would go to heaven because they still believe in God. They believe that Jesus died on the cross for them. You've got it spot on. That's why it's heaven. Because when Jesus died on the cross, was he taking the punishment only for your past sin? Or was it for your future sin as well? Both. Both, yeah. And so therefore, the person would go to heaven because Jesus died on the cross even for those 10 sins they did the next day. Make sense? Yeah. That's yeah. What I'm emphasizing here is heaven's a gift. It's not based on your effort or being good enough. And that's good news, right? Yeah, but what about like people that have done like mass murders and stuff like, like that? What if they still believe in God? Then they like just Ted Bundy. Yeah. Right. Good question. First of all, from what I know of Ted Bundy and Adolf Hitler, they didn't believe that Jesus died on the cross for their sins, so they're going to get their just punishment in hell for the things that they did wrong. But have you ever been angry with someone? Yeah. Yeah. Have you been angry with more than one person? Uh-huh. Yeah, well, Jesus said your anger is like murder to God. We have a very low understanding of the serious nature of sin. Our sin is so serious to God that our anger is like murder to him. Our lust is like rape. That's how serious our sin is. And so we all deserve hell. We all deserve to be in a lake of fire forever. But if someone takes your punishment for you, all 100% of it, where do you go when you die? Heaven. Right. Now, so therefore, serial murderers like me will be going to heaven because Jesus died on the cross for the sin. He's paid the penalty. Did you just hear that? Have you never been angry with someone? You just said that a mass murderer like you Dude, you're missing my point. Have you ever been angry with someone? 
So you've been angry so, so many times, basically. I'm like, a mass murderer because of all the people I've been angry with. And that oh, okay. you should think oh, about that in, in context of yourself. You shouldn't be laughing. You should realize I'm a serial murderer. I'm a mass murderer. Do you know what? I actually live in a city where there was a mass killing. 51 people were murdered four years ago in my city. It was horrible. Sin is disgusting. It's, it's, it's nothing we laugh about. And God is just. He's going to punish it in hell. But he's merciful. Jesus is willing to take your punishment. I'm pleading with you to accept that gift, right? So, guys, if you died today and God asked you, why should I let you into heaven? What, what would the right answer be? Bias. What was that? Oh, you're a smart one. Oh, God, you go to church every Sunday, bro. Come yeah, on bro. Now. I haven't gone to church in so long. So the answer I is, I don't go what's the reason why he can let you into heaven? Because you believed in him. Okay, now that's pointing to yourself, right? Is it your belief that's getting you to heaven? What's what's the thing that removes yeah. your punishment? Jesus dying on the Jesus. cross. That's the right answer. You simply accept that gift by believing that he died for you. It's not your belief that's saving you. It's what you're believing in. Jesus' sacrifice, right? Yeah. So if you trust that Jesus died on the cross for you, out of 100, how sure can you be that you're going to heaven when you die? Zero. If Wait, you, can I? <laughs> yeah, I think you gave the I mean, right I mean, answer, but yeah, you got it around the wrong yeah. way. It's a, you can be 100% sure, right? Mm -hmm. Because it doesn't depend on what you've done. It depends on what Jesus did for you. That's why we can be so sure, right? Mm -hmm. And so let me ask a different question. How sure are you that you will go to heaven when you die? Pretty sure. I don't know. Like a... Give it a number between zero and 100. A 50-50. Okay. And so why are you 50% unsure? Uh, uh, I don't even know. <laughs> I'm not well, sure. For, for someone who says pretty sure, someone said pretty sure, why are you only pretty sure and not 100% sure? What's the reason? Any ideas? See, if you're thinking to yourself, I'm only pretty sure because I still do these bad things. That reveals that you're still trusting in yourself. You're trusting in your ability to be good enough. And I'm urging you to change your mind today. Stop trusting in your ability to be good enough to get to heaven. Trust that Jesus' sacrifice is the only reason you're getting there. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Now... What if someone was to say to you, I believe that Jesus died on the cross, but I think I'm going to heaven because I'm a good person. Where would they end up? Heaven or hell? Where would you say? What if someone said to you, I believe that Jesus died on the cross, but I think I'm going to heaven because I'm a good person. Where would they end up? Heaven or hell? Heaven. So the first guy said heaven. What did the second guy say? Heaven. Same thing. Yeah. Heaven. No, wrong answer, guys. It's hell. 
let really? me explain why. Just so that he believed that Jesus died to him on the cross. So effectively, that person said, I acknowledge that Jesus died on the cross. That's what he meant by believe because he said, I think I'm going to heaven because I'm a good person. Do our good so things remove our bad? Sorry? None of that's us what he says to God. No, my point he said is... That, he said to God that he believes that he was a good person. That's why he's going to heaven. No, he's going to hell. He's going to hell because he's trusting in his ability to be good enough is the reason he's getting to heaven. It's not enough just to acknowledge the reality of Jesus. You've got to stop trusting in yourself and start trusting that Jesus died for you. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so to follow that up, if someone said to you, I go to him for two reasons, because I trust that Jesus died for me and because I'm telling others about Jesus, would that person be going to heaven or hell then? <laughs> You're right, it's hell. It's hell because they're partly trusting Jesus and partly trusting themselves. You've got to stop trusting yourself even partly and trust only in Jesus' sacrifice. It's the only thing that can remove the punishment, right? Yeah. And so do you have to be baptized to get to heaven? No, I don't think no, so. Not at all. Because it's good to get baptized, but it's not our good deeds that get us to heaven. So if you died today and God asked you, why should I, why should I not send you to hell? What would the answer be? Because I trusted in Jesus to die for Because he sins. died for me on the cross. Yeah, because Jesus died for you on the cross. But is it your trust that's getting you there, or is it what you're trusting in? That's what I'm trusting, trusting in. in. Yeah. yeah. So if God asked me that, I'd say, you should send me to hell. I'm a mass murderer with my anger. I'm a rapist with my lust. I'm a, I'm a liar. I'm a thief. You should send me to the lake of fire and burn me for eternity. But because Jesus died on the cross, that's the only reason I'm going to heaven. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So do you think you would use what Jesus did as an excuse to go and do more wrong things? No. no I would try not. and become a better person. Of course, it will motivate you to be a better person because if you're in a burning building and a fireman rescued you, how would you feel towards the fireman? He should go to heaven. Oh, bless. Yeah, you'd, you'd be thankful, right? Would you turn around and punch him in the face? No. no. Same with Jesus. If you understand that he's rescued you from hell as a gift, then you're now going to want to do more good and less bad with the rest of your life. Does that make sense? Yeah. Here's the key difference. You don't have to be good enough to get to heaven. Instead, we do the good things because we're already going there. Make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So, have you guys got Bibles? No. I had, I like, a, I had like a little Bible in my room. I don't know where it's going. Uh, I don't have one. Well, guys, if, if this has made any sense to you, if, if you're going to change your mind and trust that Jesus is the only reason you're going to heaven, they don't encourage you to get a Bible. Go to the book of John in the second half and start reading it for yourself. Yo, what, so, uh, Robbie, are you good? What was that? Is he good? Oh, <laughs> he, 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 I missed that. Way. What did he say? 
No, he just he left. Didn't say nothing. Oh. <laughs> okay. Guys, lie, in the like, app store. Really, really I don't have a Bible, but I usually be stealing the money out of the Bibles and like the... <laughs> oh, what? Okay, so you can get a Bible for free, so you don't need to steal one. Uh, you can get it for free on your smartphone. Just search for ESV Bible, English Standard Version. Yeah. I'm going to ignore the jokes because, you know, when you guys are on your own and you're thinking this through and realizing that your life could end at any moment, I hope that you'll take this seriously, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, because we don't know when we're going to die. What choices you make in life to make your like, life end? Say that again, sorry? I said it's your choices in life to make your life end. It's our choices in life that make our life end? Yeah. No, actually. Do you know what? I've been through natural okay. disasters. Oh, he I said was... it. He was saying, he wasn't asking, he was saying it is your choice to make the choices that you make in life. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, if you want to be somebody you're not and you end up dying, that's your fault. Well, we're responsible for our actions. I 100% agree on that. And that should concern you because we use those actions to do what is wrong. And God is going to bring justice, right? Yeah. Now, God's offering you mercy. That's the only way to avoid that justice. And it's humbling to do that. So I agree we should take responsibility for our actions. But we should also accept mercy when it's offered. Yeah. Whew. He's my nose. Hey, uh, you guys got any questions? No, sir. No, do you guys yeah. go to a church? I do. I used to go to. Church. I, I go. I go to temples and stuff because, like, yeah, my religion yeah. and stuff. What religion are you? I'm Laos. Oh you yeah. Know that is? Uh, so, um, Laos. That would like, be uh, Buddhist. Yep. Yes, sir. Yeah. What does oh, Buddhism teach? Shoot. Happens after you die, man. It's basically like the same thing that you talked about, but it's like a, you know, yeah basically the same thing actually, but it's like it a different is, thing. actually it is the exact opposite because what does buddhism really? say you have to do to make it to nirvana uh you gotta do right i think right now am i saying do right to get to heaven no you're saying uh, your choices are basically whatever you do is on you and all you have to do is Trust in Jesus because he died for you on the cross. And that's yeah. what can get you to heaven. It is the opposite to Buddhism because Buddhism teaches be good enough where what I'm explaining to you says it's impossible to be good. And therefore only Jesus can save us. It's a gift rather than something we earn. Does that make sense? Yeah, I see what you're saying. So I'm pleading with you to change your mind. Stop trusting in your good deeds and instead trust that Jesus died for you. Good question. Oh, I got a question. Sure. Bro. Yeah, what's your question? We know for sure there's hell. What if yeah, the hell is possible in the world? Yeah, how do we know there's a hell? I actually explained that at the beginning, but the proof that God is real is the universe that we can see around us. The well, isn't the universe our God? No, the universe is not a God. The universe can't make anything. The universe was made. So therefore, there must be a universe maker, right? 
what I mean by the universe was made is it had a beginning. And so, therefore, there must be a universe maker. Now, all humans care about justice. And so, therefore, the universe maker who made us must care about justice. And lastly, we know people don't get justice in this life. So that proves there's an afterlife with the place of punishment. Right? That's the proof of hell. And therefore, there must be a place of no punishment. Heaven. Good deeds and asking for forgiveness can't remove your punishment. So Jesus makes sense. Accept his mercy today. Any other questions? Well, sir. Yeah. Um, yeah. To find a good church in your area, ninemarks.org church search, okay? And um, I'm live on needgod.net on YouTube if you want to go watch the conversation again okay now i don't need to to i shouldn't need to say this but of course i haven't actually murdered somebody and i haven't actually raped somebody but yeah, we understand that, my anger is like murder and my lust is like adultery so rather than laughing at what i said you should be reflecting on yourself i, I can see you smiling man <laughs> <laughs> This is serious. You don't know when you're gonna die. Seriously. Oh no, it was because you just said it out of nowhere and I was like Yeah, yeah. But do you get the point that I was making now? Oh yeah, yeah. I, I got yeah. the point after you explained it because when you first started saying it, that's when I was like Yeah, I was yeah, confused. Yeah. You you called yourself a I thought you were calling yourself a murderer and that's how we started laughing. I'm like Well, like, that's what? that is what my is point. I realize how serious my sin is. <laughs> And that's why a lake of fire for eternity as the description for hell makes sense. You should be terrified. You should consider your sin and you should be going, I'm in trouble. Your heart could give out at any moment. So today, trust Christ, accept his mercy, knowing it will change your life. Okay. Cool, guys. Um, yeah. Needgod.net, YouTube, check it out. Pleasure okay. talking to us. Right. I'm Glenn from New Zealand, by the way. Have a good night. Have a good night, man. See you later. See you. Oh, thank you for that awesome opportunity. Oh, it was hard work. Three people and then four people that I got to labor with. Uh, it was like a little mini open air. Um, thank you for that opportunity. I'll leave them in your care. Convict them of sin. And save them by your mercy. And uh, may their lives be changed for your glory. And may they spend their lives in service of you as a result. Um, leave them in your care. Amen. Behold the man upon the cross. I see upon his It was my sin that held him Until it was a call to His dying breath has brought me back I know that it is finished
All right, Val, I just ask for uh, you to sustain me as I continue to labor for your glory. And um, just so eager for your return, Jesus. I just I pray that it would be now. Come, Lord Jesus. Can't wait to enjoy um, you forever in heaven. I know I can't comprehend at this stage. I know it's going to be good. I can't be wait to be with you, Lord. And um, But, Lord, I also thank you for your patience and just ask that you would sustain us uh, through through this this pilgrimage that we're on this journey and uh, help us to use every second um for your glory and in service of you and others please help me and sustain me through this next chat amen yo how's it going hey man real good got a question for you man what's up yeah my question is what do you think happens after you die go to heaven or hell i agree yeah what do you think you have to do to get to heaven man uh, i think you gotta live by your morals and follow all god's rules okay do you think you're a good person uh i think that i've done good things but overall i don't think that i'm a great person but i wouldn't say i'm a bad person okay do you think you're good enough for heaven though uh yes all right Okay, let, let's test that out. Um, I mean, not not because I'm your tester or anything like that, but just just to make sure we've got this right. Like, have you ever lied? You. Yes, I have lied. Yeah, me too. It's not good to lie, right? No, it's not. Yeah, how many lies do you think you've told in your life? Too many to count. Right. I mean, as a yeah. kid, you know, we don't we don't understand, so we always lie about stuff. Well, that's not a justification because when we kids, yeah, we understand right. that it's wrong to lie and we lie when we're adults, right? That's true. Yeah. And so what do you call someone who tells lies? A liar. Yeah. So what does that make you, man? A liar. What about this? Have you ever disobeyed your parents? Uh, a few times, yeah. And last one, have you ever been angry with someone or used bad language with them? Yes. So if you die today and God judged you by those rules, would you be innocent or guilty? Guilty. Right. So got good news coming, but would you deserve a reward or a punishment? A punishment. And what sounds more like a punishment to you, heaven or hell? Hell. Now, I've got good news. There is a way to remove that punishment so we can go to heaven. Do you know what that is? Asking for forgiveness. Okay, now imagine I commit five serious crimes and I'm arrested standing before a judge and I say, Judge, I confess. I'm so sorry. Please forgive me of those five serious crimes. Would the judge on earth let me go free or send me to prison? Send you to prison. So wouldn't that be the same with God? Just asking for forgiveness isn't going to remove the punishment, right? That's a fair point. Yeah, but I've got good news. Do you want to hear it? Yes, sir. What if someone was willing to take your punishment for you as a gift? If someone took um, 100% of your hell punishment, how much would be left for you to get in hell? Zero percent. And do you know who's willing to do that for you? 
Ooh. Well, if someone took all your punishment, where would you go when you die? Heaven or hell? Heaven? Yeah. Well, the one who's willing to do that would have to be perfect. Do you know anyone who's perfect? No. Okay, well, wouldn't God who made this universe be perfect? Yeah. 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 And so someone claimed to be God and proved it. Do you know who I'm referring to? No. Well, Jesus claimed to be God and proved it. Now, how did Jesus die? He got, he was on the cross. He got crucified. He was being crucified. He willingly orchestrated that because he was bearing the penalty for the sins of many, right? And he proved that he was God when he rose from the dead three days later. So if Jesus died on the cross to take all your hell punishment, where would you go when you die? Are you still there? Hmm. I'm hearing crickets. Can't hear you, man. Oh, no, now he's gone. Four minutes, 34 seconds to labor the law. Bring the knowledge of sin. And the gospel. Um, thank you, Lord, for that opportunity. I'll leave him in your care. Just pray you'd bring a conviction and uh, a conversion. Um, I don't know if he skipped because he heard Jesus or, or what was going on there, Lord, but you do. I leave him in your care. Thank you for the opportunity of laboring in your harvest field. Amen. Alrighty, where did I get to during the gospel? Um, not sure if he got the gospel before the connection died. Help me, Father. Um, may this bring you much glory. I need your help. I mean, <laughs> bro, what the fuck? No, bro, you got to put that bitch closer. <laughs> hey, I got a question for you. Yo. Hey, I got a question for you. Yeah, what's up, man? Deep question, man. What do you think happens after we die? I feel like nothing happens. Okay. So... Um, do you believe God is real though? Uh, not really, no. No? Okay. Um, where do you think the universe came from then? I, like, I, get, I think it's all science, bro. Yeah. Well, what does science say the universe came from? No clue, bro. Right. But it actually is a question that can be answered, not by science. Because if I told you my house made itself, would you believe me? No. No, I'm glad. Why not? Because it's not possible. Right. It needs a builder. Have you ever seen the builders for my house? No. 
And so wouldn't the house you can see prove that they're real, even though you've never seen them? Mm -hmm. So wouldn't the same thing be true for this universe all around us? Uh, I don't know. Well, I'd say you do know. Like, you know there's a builder for my house. And so there, in the same way, we know there has to be a universe maker for the universe. We either acknowledge that fact or we suppress it. And I don't want you to suppress it, right? Because do you care about justice? Yes. And so would you agree that people get away with murder in this life? Mm, yeah. And so therefore, there has to be an afterlife. Because if we care about justice, the universe maker who made us must care about justice. Because people don't get justice in this life, that proves the afterlife with a place of conscious punishment. And there must be a place of no punishment, right? So the question now becomes, how do you get to the place of no punishment? What do you think? I don't know. Do you think you're a good person? Uh, I guess so. Yeah, I'll say so. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's let's think that through for a little bit. Have you ever lied before? Of course. Yeah, me too. It's not good to lie, right? No. What do you call someone who tells lies, man? A liar. Right. So, what does that make you? A liar. Have you ever disobeyed your parents? Yes. And last one, have you ever been angry with someone or used bad language with them? Yes. Now, I've got good news coming, but if you died today and God judged you by those rules, would you be innocent or guilty? Yes. Repeat, please. Yeah. I've got good news coming. But if you died today and God judged you purely by those rules, would you be innocent or guilty? No, guilty. Right. So would you deserve a reward or a punishment? Punishment. And what sounds more like a punishment to you, heaven or hell? Hell. Does that concern you? I mean... I don't know. I mean, I feel like my belief, how I live life is just like, I just live my life, you know, I don't go by any rules. I just like, you know, I just do whatever. Well, that's very I convenient. To, it's very convenient. To to have fun. Do you get to make the rules of the universe? No. No. Wouldn't the universe maker get to make those rules? But say one more time. Wouldn't the universe maker get to make those rules? Of course. It's irrelevant. Okay, I'm going to let Mr. Glenn finish off that chat that he's having. And I'm going to say, hello, everyone. Good to have you here. I'm excited. I'm pumped to answer your questions here on the YouTube Live. If you have any, put them in the chat. But let's first find out who got here first. Okay, the key word was the word water, which is delicious. Praise God for water. It cools you down, doesn't it? 
in the chat. The person who got that first was Jurian. Nice work. Jurian came in with the word water. That was the key word from the TikTok live we just had. Close behind him, though, was Ant, Henry, Brody, Kaylee, and Ella. Good job, you guys, getting in really quick. And a bunch of you others have typed it in. Now, if you're not sure how to type in the chat, please hit the subscribe button and that will enable the chat for you. Let's get into your questions. So feel free to put your questions in the chat right now and just put it there once. Once is enough. You don't have to put it there 500,000 times. Question time it is. Are you ready? And after we do this, we're going to do a Bible trivia game together. I know you guys like Bible trivia. We'll do it as a Kahoot style. So stick around even after. Yeah, wait for the end of this question time and we'll do that game. All right, first question came in from Henry. Why is God waiting to create a new earth? Or why is he waiting for the second coming of Jesus? Because there's got to be a judgment day that's going to happen. God doesn't want everyone to be on the new earth. He wants people to get what they deserve for what they've done wrong. So he wants there to be some in hell and then some in heaven. Now, he hasn't had Judgment Day start yet because otherwise it'd be too late right, for people if they get thrown into hell. Or, no, it'll be, as in there's people who, have, who are still living, who are yet to hear the gospel, who God wants them to hear the gospel. And that's why he's delaying so they don't, they don't have to go to hell. That's why he hasn't come back yet. And that's why we're not in heaven yet this one from happy birthday do you have to get circumcised to go to heaven and the answer is no even on the old testament they didn't have to be circumcised to go to heaven it was simply a a sign given to the jewish people to show that they were the people of god but it wasn't a way to go to heaven you can read about that in Romans 4 where Paul deals with that subject. This one from Otaku. Why doesn't Jesus just kill the demons or Satan? Because did you know that it's not really just Satan or the demons who are causing the problems? Humans are. Humans are the problems. Not just the demons. Yes, they're problem. Yes, Satan's doing wicked things. But humans are the ones choosing to sin. And so humans will get have to get what they deserve. Now, let's say God did just wipe out demons and Satan. Would humans still sin? Yes, because you've still got your sinful flesh. People would still want to get drunk. People would still want to lust after people because it's the flesh. But one day Satan and the demons will be thrown into hell to be punished there by God. God hasn't sent them into hell just yet. Why is he allowing them to be still on the earth? As a challenge for us, as a test for us, to make us grow and to succeed. If you were to play a game of soccer, but you had no, or football if you're from Europe, but you have no opposition, so you're kicking the, goal, the, the ball into the net, well, after a while you get bored of that because you've got no opposition who you're playing against if you're just playing against yourself. It only works... A game of soccer only works if there's two teams. And so God allows there to be the opponent, opposing team of Satan and his demons fighting against us so that we might succeed and be able to grow and rely on Christ for strength. This one from Caleb. 
Could you please explain Luke 10 verse 19? Which says, Hold, I have given you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall hurt you. So this is given to, I believe, if I look at the context, it's given to the 72 that he sends out. Yep, it is. The 72, Luke chapter 10. And this is not for us. People try and abuse this and say, oh, this is for us too. If that was for you, then you'd have to obey the rest of what he said there. He said, you're not allowed to take any money bag with you. You can't. So that means you can't take your wallet anywhere you go. You can't have sandals. You can't have any shoes on your feet. Mm, can't greet anyone, it says. And says that, you know, you've got to live in people's other people's houses. Notice that this is specific command for the 72 that God would or Jesus would supernaturally provide for them, supernaturally provide for them. And that while they're there, their sandals won't run out. That's why they don't need a second pair. While they're there, they won't need money because God will supernaturally provide them with that. That's what it means by treading on serpents or scorpions. God will protect them. Jordan has asked, do you believe the theory that Jesus was born in October due to the winter being too cold for the shepherd and their sheep. I think that's speculation. I think we can't know. And it seems quite arbitrarily that people would pick like a random month like October. Why not November? Why not September? Why not August? Right? It seems random. So I think we just can't know what month of the year specifically Jesus was born. And we'll just say that he was born and we just celebrate his birth on a very special day, the 25th of December. It's the day when the world celebrates Christ's birth. This one from Hayton. Is it okay to follow the Christian way even though I'm Catholic? Well, it doesn't matter what you may have been baptized as or even confirmed as. That doesn't mean that you have to always call yourself that. Call yourself what the Bible says you should call yourself, not what your parents says you should. Who's of greater authority in your life? God or your parents? Well, obviously we respect our parents and we obey them, but they're not our greatest authority. God is our greatest authority. And it literally says in the Bible that we are called Christians if we believe in Jesus. Acts 11.26. I've read this second part of the sentence. And in Antioch, the disciples were first called Christians. So that's what you should label yourself rather than labeling yourself as something else. Uh, Peter also explains the same thing in 1 Peter chapter 3. He says, if you suffer as a Christian, you're blessed. So that was the name of those who trust in Christ are called Christians. Now, what I would encourage you to do is don't line yourself up with what the Catholic Church officially teaches. In the Catholic Catechism, they'll tell you that you've got to do follow the commandments, you've got to get baptized and do the Eucharist and things like that to be forgiven. Don't line up yourself with that. Don't believe that. Believe what the Bible says, that we're saved by what Jesus did alone. That's what God calls you to do. Just like if a Muslim grew up in a Muslim household, what are they called to do? To not trust Islam anymore, but to trust in Jesus. And so if, if you've had parents telling you that you should trust in your own good deeds to save you in Catholicism, well, don't believe that anymore. Believe what Christ did alone to save you, because that's what God calls you to do. 
This one from Elizabeth. Are the thousand years mentioned in Revelation actually going to happen, or are they just symbolic? Oh, that's a great question. Now, the, the thousand years, we call it the millennium. There's a lot of different interpretations about what the millennium is, and it doesn't really matter which view you take, because none of us know definitively what the thousand years is all going to, how it's going to exactly pan out, right? And so whatever view you hold, hold on to it in a light view, and don't get angry at someone who has a different view on the millennium. That would be my suggestion. One possible interpretation, I think this one seems likely, is that a thousand years could be symbolic of just the day Jesus returns, where Satan can do nothing. As Jesus comes back and the saints are marveling at his return and enjoying his presence, Satan can do nothing for that period of time, however long that lasts. And then, then there's the war, where Satan tries to battle with his troops against Jesus and his followers, and Satan is destroyed. They're thrown into hell. This one from Samatari. What are your thoughts on smoking? Uh, Bible says this, that don't be addicted to things. Addiction to things is a form of idolatry, and so we don't want to be committing that. So don't become addicted to smoking. But secondly, just generally, it's not good for your health, and we want to aim to be a good steward of our body. This one from Kaylee. Are tattoo artists committing sin by tattooing on someone? I would say I don't think it's a good career path as a Christian to be a tattoo artist. This is why. God owns our body. No one else does. And so therefore, for us to permanently mark our body without God's permission, I don't think is a good thing. If I was to borrow a book from the library, am I going to highlight things in that book? Am I going to rip pages out, cross words out? No, I'm not. Because it's a book that I'm borrowing from the library. I should return it in the condition in which I borrowed it. I think that would be the same thing with this body that God is loaning to us. This one from Ding, who's asked this. In 2 Corinthians 5.21, it talks about Jesus becoming imperfect. Does that mean he inherited our sins for a time? Well, it's a, it's a great verse, this one. Let's read it out. I'll put it on the screen so you guys can know what verse I'm talking about. It says this. For our sake, he made no sin. Oh, sorry, I read it again. For our sake, he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Now, it's not saying that Jesus became a sinner. No, he's sin-free. But he was made to be sin. That just simply means he was treated as though he had done every one of our sins, so that we might be treated as though we were righteous, even though we're not. It's what the Bible talks about when we're counted as righteous because of Christ. Jesus was counted to be a sinner, even though he's not. He was treated as if he was a sinner when he died for our sin on the cross. It's a good gospel verse, isn't it? God made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that in him we might become the righteousness of God. This one from Samaruk, who's asked, why did the verse, he who is without sin, why was that added into the Bible? And does that mean it changed? Yeah, I understand. This is the woman caught in adultery. John seven fifty three to 8, 11. 
Now, this part was never actually part of John in the original Bible. But some scribe, at some stage, way after when the Bible was written, decided to insert it into one manuscript. And therefore, it got included into some Bibles in English, even. It's even in modern translations, but thankfully our modern translations have that section in brackets, two square brackets, and they'll have a note saying, this section is not in the originals, not in the earliest manuscripts, so don't believe anything, don't don't treat any doctrines, or don't base doctrines on this section. Does that mean the Bible's been changed? No, it just means our English translations um, had a, a section in there for a time which we now realize, hey, it, should, it shouldn't actually be there, or it should be at least in brackets because it's not actually in the original Bible. So has the Bible been changed? No, because we've still got thousands of manuscript copies of the Bible in the original languages, and we can see, therefore, what the original had to say, showing once again the Bible hasn't changed, as opposed to something like the Quran, which they don't have thousands, thousands of manuscript copies. They have to just trust that Uthman in the third, the third caliph, when he burnt the Qurans that he didn't like, that he kept the right one. But there's no way of actually proving that he did get the right one. And that's why the Bible is the gold standard. It really is the gold standard compared to the Quran or any other book from antiquity, which doesn't have the thousands of manuscript discoveries that we have discovered of it. This one from Ella. Does the Bible mention the invention or destruction of dinosaurs? Yeah, it mentions dinosaurs in Job 40 and 41. God describes how he created them all. And so they would have been made on the sixth day of creation. This one from Bridget. How can you explain what a soul is and how do we know that we've got one? Do animals have them? A soul is the immaterial part of you that will last beyond this life. Now, animals are beautiful. We love animals. Their enjoyment, their friends with us but they're not humans a dog is just a dog a cat is just a cat a bird is a bird a rat is a rat an ant is an ant so when they die they just die and so when they die we can then be grateful that god allowed us to have time with that pet but we don't think that they've gone to heaven or to hell because they're not human beings made in God's image. We are human beings made in the image of God. This one from Jurian. Why doesn't the Bible directly condemn pedophilia? The Bible says, love your neighbor as yourself. And so it already gives a general command on how we ought to treat one another, and that therefore forbids pedophilia. But secondly, it does forbid pedophilia. Clearly, clearly does. The Bible uses a term called sexual immorality. What is that? Sexual immorality is any sort of sex outside of the bounds of a husband and wife in marriage. So that forbids, not only does it forbid premarital sex, it would also prevent or forbid bestiality, pedophilia, and even lust. Lusting after somebody is also covered under the term sexual morality. So the Bible is clear in condemning those actions. This one from Ant. Why do different Bibles or different religious Bibles have more or less books? 
Well, the standard Bible only has 66 books in it. It's just the Catholic and Orthodox Church who've kind of got their own Bible that they've added in seven books to the Catholic Bible and 14 extra books to the Orthodox Bible. That's not a good thing that they did when they added in those seven extra or 14 extra because those books were not considered to be scripture in Jesus' day. Even though they were around in Jesus' day, they weren't considered to be scripture by Jesus. And so for them to go beyond what Jesus considered to be scripture, I think is very, very unwise and wrong to do. So just read the normal Bible that has 66 books in it and doesn't contain the Apocrypha. Henry's asked this, what happens between death and the second coming of Jesus? Your soul goes to heaven or hell. Your body goes into the ground. That's what happens between death and the second coming. We see that um, death is simply the separation of your soul from your body. And your soul doesn't sleep. Paul says that when you're absent from this physical body, you'll be at home with the Lord. Absent with the body, at home with the Lord, 2 Corinthians 5, verse 8. Christians ask, what are the seven deadly sins? The seven deadly sins are things like lust, gluttony, sloth, anger or wrath, those sort of things. Now, those things are sinful, but the Bible never describes them as seven deadly sins. That was a label that some people put on them but not the bible's label so yes you should avoid lust don't lust don't be getting angry with people don't be prideful don't be gluttonous don't be all those sort of things that it describes but don't think that ah these sins make me lose my salvation remember that there's no sin too big that jesus couldn't pay for if you trust in him no sin makes you lose your salvation but we try and avoid sin because we love the savior who gave up his life for us Ella has asked, why should we pay eternally in hell for the punishment of Adam and Eve's sin? Why should it impact us? Well, even apart from Adam and Eve, our own sins make us deserving of eternal punishment. So we're, we're already lost because of our own sins, even if we didn't have original sin. But the reason why original sin has been counted to us as well it's because they were acting as our representative in the garden. Well, Adam was acting as our representative in the garden. So when he sinned, we all became guilty. Because that was a picture of the gospel. That just like you were affected by Adam's actions, his sin was counted over to you. So your sins can be counted over to Jesus if you trust in him. So it's actually a picture of the gospel, which is a beautiful thing. This one from Timothy, what's going to happen first, the rapture or the tribulation? I think the tribulation, in fact, I think the tribulation's already been going on since when John wrote the book of Revelation, because he said that he's already in the tribulation back in Revelation 1.9, and seems to be then not merely seven years, that's symbolic of a large period of time, complete period of time, up until the return of Christ, which is when the tribulation ends. The rapture then happens at the second coming of Christ, as per 1 Thessalonians 4, verse 17. This one from Harry. I used your logic and the ways of explaining Christ to my dad, but he still doesn't want to take it seriously and not believe in God. I don't want him to go to hell, so what can I do? 
Can I commend you and say, good on you. Good on you for trying to share the gospel with your dad. That is so good. Now, if someone who you love rejects the message or doesn't want to hear it for the moment, don't be discouraged. Know that as as long as you've tried to share with that person, God is happy with that, that you've tried to share. And, and if they don't want to hear it for now, pray for them. Pray that God softens their heart. And maybe be in six months' time, you can try and share it again and talk about it again with them. But don't let it discourage you in your faith. Know that even if they don't want to get on the onto the life raft of Jesus and trust in him, you're glad that you are on that life raft. You're glad that you are saved from hell and you're adopted into the new family, the family of God who you love and you get to spend with eternity within heaven. But in the meantime, we try and reach out to others who are still in the water and say, come on, jump onto the life raft before you drown. Your only hope is Jesus Christ. Hey, good questions, everyone. Really good questions. Um, just one more question I want to answer from Charlie. How do I prioritize God over girls? <laughs> That's a funny question. Just remember who made everything? God. God did. Okay. Would God want it? Would God want us to focus on his creation more than himself? No, he wouldn't. That's, in fact, the whole command against idolatry is when we love something more than God. That's idolatry. Know that earthly things, like even relationships, are temporary, but God is eternal. So what does it profit you if you gain this world but forfeit your soul? So prioritize God over anything else, knowing that God is eternal, God loves you, and God is not, when he says don't have sex before marriage or don't lie, don't steal, he's not saying that to be a killjoy, but because he's got things better in store for you. And so be patient and only um, in terms of relationships, only be dating someone or marrying someone who's a fellow Christian, not somebody who's not. If they're not a Christian, you can't date them. You can't marry them. You can't be in a relationship with them because they're not a Christian. They don't enter into marriage with, with an unbeliever. And know that people let you down. Girls and boys let you down. They do. But God never does. And so if you're finding your hope in the things of this world, in the people of this world, you will be severely disappointed. Put God as your priority. He is our treasure and he's our joy. Okay, are you guys ready for some Bible trivia? Let's have some fun doing that right now. And by the way, if you haven't joined our Discord, there's an invite link in the chat. You can do that. And there's some cool channels in there like friendly memes. There's um, question discussion channels in there. But as I said, let's get into our Bible trivia. And I'll give you the link for that in just a moment. Okay, all right. So it looks like Beck is organized that she's hosting today, which is good. All right, well, Beck is going to press the go button on that, and then she's going to paste the link into the YouTube chat so that you can click on that and join in with this Bible trivia game. It's fun. Join in, guys. You'll have some fun. You'll learn some things along the way, too. Over to you, Beck. Awesome. 
I haven't actually changed the music in a long time for um, Cahoots, which is kind of funny. Alright, uh, have we got the link in the chat yet? Yep, alright, the link has been posted. Um, you can join in, this is going to be fun Bible trivia. I think there's about nine questions in this one. And uh, it'll be a base on the Bible things that you'll find in the Bible, and um, if you don't know the answers, that is totally fine. You can be learning more about the Bible today, which would be great. Alright, someone put in the, <laughs> the, the code. Oh, have they gone? <laughs> they left. Someone put the code in as their username. That's so funny. It's a little name. But we have Paul, we have Charlie, we have Jack, Kevin, Liz. Dion, Dia, Candy, Word Girl, Sam, Henry, Summer, Yuwanda's here, Anya, Anya has the all. Anyway, Jake's, oh, Jake's back. Oh, another no, and the Jack and a Jake. He's there. Louis here, Over Dragon. D R R. It's another one. Um, yeah, I thought it was getting. I thought it might be a bit loud. Like, I can hear it, so it must be loud. All right, come on in, guys. Alfie's here. Scotland. How, how do we have two lies? That's a phenomenon. Whoa, whoa, he's gone. That was a phenomenon though. Phenomenon? I don't know. But it was, I didn't think you could have exactly the same. That's so weird. Cool. You guys coming on in? We're going to get started soon. Oh, this fun Bible trivia. Alright. We're going to start. In five, four, three, two, one, go! Okay. This is called What a Peaceful Bible Trivia. Hint, hint at the questions theme. Alright, first question Who said this? Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth. Peace to those whom his favor rests. I feel like that's like KJV version. I'm not sure actually, maybe it is the ESV version, but it's just an interesting kind of phrase. Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth. Peace to those whom his favor rests. Who said this? Was it the angels, Jesus, Paul, or the shepherds? Oh, that was a tricky one, but 13 of you got it correct. It was angels when Jesus was born. When Jesus was born. And it was said to the shepherds, which is interesting that nobody put shepherds, um, which would have been wrong anyway. But yes, it was the angel saying that to the shepherds when Jesus was born. All right, let's have a look at this. Go, boy. We got British voice. <laughs> British voice. No chat is in vain. Uh, <laughs> is that Ryan? <laughs> uh, we got Jack, Henry, a cool penguin. I like penguins. And you wonder in the top five. All right. You can get in the top five. You just need to answer correctly and try and get as quick as you can on the correct answer as well. That's helpful. Let's keep going. Blessed are the peacemakers for what? 
finish the verse. This is a verse in the Bible. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be rich, they will never go into war, they will be called children of God, they will find peace. Ooh. Hey, 24 of you got it correct. Yes. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. That is in the Beatitudes, which you will find in Matthew chapter 5, the beginning of uh, the Sermon on the Mount. Very nice. Hey, we got some changes. Jack has come up. Into the top position so far. Some people are moving up. The penguin and you wonder. And my my Michael Michael Michael. So <laughs> it's like ah oh, at the end. I'm gonna say ah. Oh. Okay, let's go to the next question. Jesus was tempted by Satan. Where? Whoa! Someone just like put in their answer so quickly. Like I don't think they even looked. <laughs> Oh wow, that was a 10 second. <laughs> Sorry, that was 10 seconds. You guys had to put in real quick, apparently. That was split though. Um, he wasn't tempted by Satan on a mountain, although. I'm going to protest that one because I put that mountain because he was on a mountain. No, he was not on a mountain. He was taken onto the top of, a, of the temple, but he was never up a mountain. Um, yeah. And it was. In now, the there was one time, one of the temptations was that he was taken to a mountain, I believe, to see the kingdoms of the earth. Wasn't no, that it? was in the temple, wasn't it? Oh, are you sure? Well, it... Okay, we got to check this with the Bible. <laughs> Let's just quickly check it with the Bible. That so was that's in four. Matthew chapter... Four? Four, yeah. Yeah. And it says there... Oh, he was taken up a mountain? Mountain? It says, take in the temple, and then here we go, yep, verse 8. The devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. All righty. Technically, the red one is right as well. As well. Okay. We have that. I think I think the, maybe the question probably needs to be changed because I think it's probably from where was Jesus tipped? Like, I don't know. Maybe it just needs to be a bit changed. All right, let's check the scoreboard on that one. Oh, some changes. A few changes. Uh, has come up. And Ruben came up with that one. And not many other changes, though. Uh, but you wonder getting a streak of three correct answers in a row. Good job. Let's keep going. True or false? Jerusalem means city of peace. Oh, that was real quick. You guys getting in your answers so fast. You're trying to get the points quick as you can. Is it true or false? Is Jerusalem named Jerusalem? Is that meaning of the name? City of Peace. I don't know if you guys can hear, but Ryan is playing the ukulele in the background. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, and the answer is actually true. Um, if you've heard of the word shalom, which is um, Hebrew, I believe, for peace, you say shalom. It's like peace. And so you've got Jerusalem. Um, it's kind of got that word in it, which you can remember for next time. Then it means city of peace. Good job, guys. Tricky one. This is a hard quiz, apparently. <laughs> Henry came up into the top five, though. And Chanty, nice climbing there up seven places. Good job. All right, typing answer. Name any of the fruit of the spirit. You should, you should at least know one. At least. 
no one from based on this whole quiz basically <laughs> but yes name any of them or as many as you want <laughs> it's up to you but if you want to get the end if you want to get as many points you want to be in really quick so all right what have we got we had four people say love four people say joy i feel like people who wrote joy wanted to write the quickest one <laughs> So they just did joy. All right, let's check the answer. So kindness is one. So a fruit of the spirit, it doesn't mean an actual fruit. Wow, three people actually said apple. Um, a fruit of the spirit you'll actually find listed in Galatians chapter 5, and it's uh, not an actual food. It is these qualities. Um, truth is, oh, would you place it under one? No, I don't think truth you could place under a particular one of any kind. I'm assuming that means kindness. <laughs> Kindness. Patience is one. Yep. And I'm assuming that's joy. Um, yes. So these, we do we, we should get someone to sing it so that we can actually know. The, wow, five people said um, kindness. We should get uh, someone to sing it. Who shall we get to sing the fruit of the spirit? Ryan, you've got you. Oh, no. I was going to say the ukulele, but you, you don't need to actually use the ukulele. What do you think? Yeah, it's Julia. Do you know it, Julia? Yes, Julia. Okay. Um, love, joy, peace, and patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. These are the fruits of the spirit. Yay, good job. Nice. So if you can remember that song, you'll remember all the fruit of the spirit. All right, let's go to the scoreboard. Oh, you want us coming up with Henry as well? You guys must have been really quick in answering that one, typing as fast as you can to get those points. All right, a few more questions left. How can someone have peace with God? How can someone have peace with God? Being peaceful through faith in Jesus, doing good deeds through our effort. How do we have peace with God? Yes, I'm glad all of you <laughs> said the correct answer, which is through faith in Jesus. Um, isn't isn't there a song, Peace with God? What's that? I don't know. Now I'm getting we have peace with God. We have, we have peace, peace with God. God. Yeah, that one. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> That's a, um, yeah, I don't know who sings that. I can't remember. It's a good song. I like that one. It's called Sure Hope. Okay, lots of points went up then, but the points are pretty close. Look at these top five scores. They are very close. So anyone is can get anywhere on the top five really at this point. So you're gone. Answer as quick as you can. What did Jesus say? Peace be still to. Jesus said, peace be still. What did he say it to? And it was still. Was it the running pigs? Was it demons? Was it the trees? Or was it the wind and sea? Hey, whoa, you guys went in real quick with that one. You, you took my advice. It was the wind and the sea when they were on the boat. And there was wind and the ocean was quite wild. He said, peace be still. And it was calm. Oh, couple, just a switcheroo there. But actually, you know what? They're, they're a tie. Wow. Look at the last three. 
6394, 6394s, that's a tie. And then 6354, that's only, what, 30 difference? Oh, you guys are so close. I wonder what, like, the last few questions are going to do to this top five. Thomas was quick to believe that Jesus had risen from the dead. Is that true or false? Thomas, the disciple of Jesus, was quick to believe that Jesus had risen from the dead. That is false. He was not quick. That's why he's called, often referred to as Doubting Thomas, because he was not quick to believe. He's like, unless I see him, his hands, where the holes went in and his feet, or side, I mean, and touch it, then I will only believe. And Jesus said, blessed are those who believe without seeing. All right. Oh, that brought up um, some more people into the top five. Ruben came in. Oh, close game. Four people hit an answer streak with three. Good job, guys. Done well. British voice is actually holding the position, though, with R. Uh, close, Michael. Uh, close behind. All right. Last question, which is a double point question. Jesus said he came not to bring peace, but I what? Jesus said he came not to bring peace, but a horde of enemies, calamity, storm, or sword. Oh, 13 of you got it correct. I just realized storm and sword sound look very similar. <laughs> so I can imagine maybe people clicking storm because they thought it was sword. Um, he came not to bring peace, but a sword, meaning division, that he would uh, divide families even that within the family there would be some who would come to believe and others would then be against their own family because they believe in Jesus but it's worth it because trusting in Jesus is the way to be saved let's check the final podium we've got in third place British voice oh what happened there okay second place a cool penguin yeah yeah and in first place coming up from I think down below, Henry, nice work. That was a shuffle. Uh, Ruben in fourth and Yuwanda in fifth. Good job, guys. That was a different, that was an unexpected ending, but you did really well. Yeah, I was expecting Michael to come up there to be in the podium, but he wasn't even in the top five. But good job, all you guys. Having some fun there with that Kahoot, testing your Bible knowledge. Good job, those who even got onto the podium. Make sure you join us for our daily cahoots that we do and you'll slowly by slowly get better at knowing answers to these questions. And yeah, be good. Getting to know God's word better. When do we stream again? Tomorrow at 7 p.m. Eastern time. So make sure you've hit subscribe and the bell so you get notified when that is. It was so exciting early on today. Julia had her first chats on stream. I was encouraged by that. She did epic. It was good to see also other chats happening throughout the day in fact if you missed the segment and the songs that we sung including a good verse that helps you to fight against sin go back into the second hour of the stream to hear that but let's do our outro question now okay paul what do you got for us man if you only had one bit of food that you could eat for the rest of your life, what would it be? Just one bit of food. One bit of food. 
Now, are we talking about a whole meal, Paul? Well, okay, meal. Like, what would be the only meal or food okay. that you could eat if it was only the one thing you could eat for the rest of your life? What would it be? Ooh, okay, that's tricky. I would have to say something like a... So that you guys, let us know in the chat. We want to hear your answers in the YouTube chat. I would say it'd have to be like a stir fry, maybe some sort of stir fry, because then you get the vegetables in there, you get meat, you get the rice, all that kind of stuff. And with the flavor, I'm not sure what flavor, maybe a satay flavor or something like that, or oyster sauce. That'd be my option. It's a goodbye from Ryan. I don't like this question because I like food. I like variety of food. But I did think of one thing that I think I could I could probably live with for the rest of my life eating. Um, a good, like a meal would be like steak, chips, veggies. Just a staple that every everyday meal. Yeah, I'd do that. Bye from Beck. Say from Paul. Well, the word of God would be my food. But if it had to be food, it would be a chicken Kiev with chips and gravy yum good answer paul i like it that's thinking <laughs> did you have that pre-planned <laughs> but um easy question it's bacon see you from glenn and you're still in the chat i think yeah so bye from andy dan and i think just go for a healthy sandwich right uh, bye from Ruben. So, Julia, you're next, I think. Oh, okay. Um, I think a salad was like feta cheese and chicken or salmon on it because salad is very good. It is a see you later, Lord willing, as Harmony would say, from Andy, Hudson, Michelle, Nathaniel, Charlie, Noah, Chip, Harmony, Dax, and TJ, and Isaac. That's a lot of people. Um, and you can join us too, because Paul is a machine, as Glenn would say, and he likes to train people. So come join training. Um, anyways, had a great meal today at my dad's workplace for like an event. So I would choose all the food from there, which was like pulled pork sandwich, mac and cheese, chicken fingers, and cookies and apples and peanut butter. That's what I would say. Bye from Chris. I'm not, I'm not a machine, but I will say, no chat is in vain. In a British voice, eh, Paul? <laughs> hey, Carissa, that sounded like a buffet. So I'll just have a buffet. <laughs> In the chat, it looks like potato got was the most popular, so followed by pizza. Yeah, interesting. Good answers, everyone. Look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Get into your Bible if you haven't today. And between now and tomorrow, I encourage you guys to go and serve your king.